I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You know, I used to be a player, fly girl, layer, and a heartbreaker, love maker, backbreaker. But then I made a mistake. Yes, I fell in love with this ill chick, sweating me for money, my name, and the deals, Nick. My homeboys just told me, drop her, said this will be to your benefit. She used to say, I better quit hanging with those derelicts. Romancing is my thing, but I can't swing with no scheming hoes. Wherever my beamer goes, you know that I'm driving. Surviving in the 90s is a must, so I trust that everyone listen up. As my vocals get thrust, I bust my rhymes first. Never chasing the skirt. Do much work while other suckers need more time to rehearse. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tests Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh Monday, Monday, which is kind of our hump day this week because no Wednesday show. Nope. Because that'll be New Year's Eve. And, you know, New Year's Eve is for sexing. So, and uh getting drunk. So, uh. Yeah, I be getting drunk. We was talking about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my New Year's tradition, and I think a lot of it do because I'm older. I don't like to go out to parties on New Year's Eve. I don't like to be out and about on the streets. Uh, what I like to do in, um, uh, primarily is hang around on black Twitter with all the other people that's probably not partying mm-hmm. and watch the other people partying and hear about how much fun and ratchetness that they having and uh, celebrate new years like that. And a very low chance of a drunk driving accident getting pulled over by the police. Yeah. Uh, you know, those um, random checkpoints they do very low right. incident that when you're in uh, the house on Twitter drinking wine. Right. And I, and, and actually it's not stressful. Right. It's relaxing. You know, it's it's cool and chill. The past few years, that's what I'm, and I and and you know what, I actually been staying up to midnight, which I'm shocked, because you know, b- uh, before that, I I take a nap. If I don't take a nap, I'm fuck it. I'm not seeing midnight. I know me. I'm Roger normally kiss me into my happy new year and roll over and go back to sleep, or either go get in the bed. But uh, the past few years, I've been taking a, a good nap so I can hang up with the rest of you niggas on Twitter. And uh, ring in the new year hour after hour after hour because, you know, because you basically celebrate it several times because you have different uh, um, time zones celebrating it. So I have a good time doing that with y'all. Yep. I can't wait. Um, of course, uh, you can find us at theblackouttips.com or iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Just search The Blackout Tips. Uh, you can become a premium listener by going to theblackouttips.com slash premium. Um, you can do stuff like leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. We read them on Saturdays when we do our uh, feedback show. Uh, we have a voicemail line, 704-557-0186. Mm-hmm. You can leave us a voicemail as long as it's three minutes or less, and it's not crazy. We'll play it on the show. Um, so there's a bunch of ways to get in contact with us. The email address, the email address is theblackouttips at gmail.com. Um, so just a bunch of ways, you know, we appreciate y'all, you know, participating and, and getting back with us. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And today's show is brought to you by tweakedaudio.com. Go to tweakedaudio.com. Get yourself some nice earbuds. Uh, they go inside your ears. They're very high quality. Uh, mine have lasted me since they gave them to us. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm shocked too. Now, you know, baby, these big headphones that we wear for the studio. How many pair of these things I've been through? Several, haven't right, I? Several. Right. And Karen's still working her first and only pair of tweaked audio <laughs> right. headphones. These um, damn things made for it tough because I'm trying to tell you, I will tell a pair of headphones. And I love that they come with that little cord that you can use as like an audio jack, but it also comes out of the headphone. Right. So you don't have to worry about damaging it. Like you can put it up mm-hmm. when then the headphones fold neatly. They come in their own little carrying bag. I mean, it's just what? such a cool thing i take mine to the gym when i work out sometimes i mean it's just 
uh, a high quality sound and you know with our with our code tbgwt you get 33 percent off free shipping and a lifetime guarantee i mean there's really no downside to this deal it's worth every dime because i it comes like in these little neat little bags they, they're not backpacks but they look like little backpacks you can strap on your back well they are the backpacks that like nba players wear and stuff oh okay because i didn't yeah. i was trying i was like is it a backpack is it a sack so it is a backpack okay so i take mine I, and once i finish the show i fold them up in a little bag and it, it keeps um keeps it protected and shit like that and i think because i can fold it up and put it away I'm less likely to damage it because I don't know. I'm heavy-handed with shit, and I just tear shit up. No doubt, no doubt. But these, they they built four tough, and they seem to be lasting. Right, right. Because because if, if they could last my beating, they can. They are a good pair of headphones. Karen is abusive. All right, guys. <laughs> yes, I am. Let's get into the news. I guess we can start with. Uh, I guess we should start with the Kazi show again. Uh, let me see. Put the. Uh, Kazi theme in the Spotify. Um, see what we got here. Um. Finding some pretty funky, uh, remixes. pretty funky remixes, haven't we? Right. I just branched out and started listening. Mom and dad, they want to know they listen to the Bill Cosby show. Song so good, I forgive them. All right, chat room. <laughs> Let me get a number, uh, one through like 15 or so. Yeah, chat room, first number, that's what we picking. Yep, so we'll go with whoever gets it in first. Nine, Lex got the best internet connection, so we're going with nine. Five, eight. Bill Cosby sued for electoral, uh, wait, alleged sexual assault of a teenager in the 70s. Um, a 55-year-old woman that sued Bill Cosby. Um, that's crazy. Uh, wow. This is Okay, it's the woman who was 15 years old. Okay. All right, so we did do this one. Uh, according to the complaint, uh, Judy Huff, who had a friend who was 16 at the time at Cosby at an outdoor film set, uh, they accepted his invitation to socialize. And, oh, and oh, oh they actually have a, a news clip. I can just play this. Okay. Let me uh, just... Take everything off of mute real quick. All right, let me just play this. Uh, is it muted here? What the fuck? 
years ago when she says she was just a minor. NBC's national correspondent Kate Snow is here with more on the story. Kate, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Savannah. For weeks we've been talking about one allegation after the next. Allegations Cosby's attorney has refuted, but the latest allegation is the first civil lawsuit to be filed against Cosby since one was settled out of court back in 2005. This new suit accuses Cosby of childhood sexual abuse. Yes, I saw what you saw, and don't be worrying about none of It was 1974, and Bill Cosby was starring in movies. The woman filing suit says she was 15 with her 16-year-old friend when they saw a film set in a park near Pasadena. They walked over to see what was going on, and they were approached by Cosby, who then invited them to sit in a director's chair, court papers say. Judy Huff, now 55, says Cosby asked how old they were and invited them to his tennis club, where he served them multiple drinks. And then he brought them to the Playboy Mansion. Cosby allegedly told the girls that if any of the Playboy bunnies asked their age, they should say they were 19. Later, the suit alleges Huff emerged from a bathroom and found Cosby sitting on a bed. Quote, he asked her to sit beside him. He then proceeded to sexually molest her. My main man. This isn't a criminal case. This is a civil case where it's all about money. She's seeking compensatory damages. An attorney for Cosby had no comment about the new lawsuit. Cosby has never been charged with any crime. And in the past, his attorney has said other allegations against Cosby were unsubstantiated adding, it makes no sense that not one of these new women who just came forward for the first time now ever asserted a legal claim back at the time they allege they had been sexually assaulted. Huth says in the court filing that the incident 40 years ago at such a tender age caused psychological damage and significant problems throughout her life. Cosby, she says, abused his position of trust. As for why she's only filing this suit now, the lawsuit suggests Huth did not recognize the connection between her injuries and the sexual abuse until recently. All right. So give me another number, chat room. Let's do another one while we at it. While we at it. Come on. Anybody got that? Three. All right. Number three. Uh, Bill Cosby fires back as new accuser speaks. Um, fires back. Hmm, this is news to me. Bill Cosby is speaking out again through his lawyer. He says his remarks about black media are being misconstrued because he said, you know, black media needed to take it unbiased or something. Right. He is calling out a Georgetown professor for his mean spirit and a reckless commentary. In a brief phone call with freelance journalist Stacey Brown a week ago, Cosby addressed the black. Hey. <laughs> Cosby addressed the black media, but would not talk about the sexual allegations against him. Kazi said he expected the black media to uphold the standards of excellence in journalism and go in with a neutral mind. When the story broke, Kazi wasn't happy. He issued a statement through his attorney, John P. Schmidt, criticizing Brown for how he went about reporting the call with Kazi, but saying he was writing, not saying he was writing for the New York Post and not disclosing that he was taping it. Brown defended himself, saying Kazi abruptly ended the call. Since then, in response to Cosby's black media remark, MSNBC's Michael Eric Dyson, the Georgetown professor, appeared on air to discuss it and slam Cosby, saying the very kind of man who would rape women allegedly is the same kind of man who would rape an entire black community. Poor black people who are vulnerable before him, using his powerful foot to clump down on their necks. Well, damn. Now Cosby is ticked off again. In a statement given to USA Today, Kazi's lawyer says that the comedian's comments to Brown continue to be misconstrued in a way, misconstrued in a way that can only uh, call into fair question the fair-mindedness of certain commentators. 
it adds to be clear mr kazi did not ask for special treatment from the african-american media to the contrary he asked that they adhere to journalistic standards and approach the story in a neutral manner without a predisposition on either side of the story it is of course what we would expect of all media dyson and his rape comment are cited mr kazi understands that mr dyson does not agree with mr kazi's views but such mean-spirited and reckless rhetoric cannot go unchallenged by responsible people and journalists all of this comes as a new accuser tells Dr. Phil in an interview on his TV show today that she was drugged by Kazi. Identified only as Lisa, she says she met Kazi in 1988 when she was 21 and an aspiring model. He gave her a drink, black, she blacked out, and didn't remember anything until waking up at home two days later. We played that earlier. Mm-hmm. Also on the show, six accusers who have already spoken out against Kazi, including Christina Rule, PJ Mastin, Victoria Valentino, Helen Hayes, Beth Ferrier, and Shailene, um we're all on the show they they are joined by attorney gloria Howard and kathleen phelps a former playboy bunny in the 60s who defends kazi as she shares details of her close long-standing non-sexual friendship with him um yeah and then anytime gloria Howard is involved it's always like that's a shame because she's she's just so like she'll take on any cause any which belittles i think the true causes you know mm-hmm. but at the same time because these women can't get anything out of this except publicity right that's probably why gloria R is there because her main and currency money. is she... publicity she now nah, it's not even money most okay. of the time she doesn't even get money like honestly she just gets publicity okay like she does like she takes on these sometimes these wild ass no chance in hell you're gonna win this cases but she gets to get on TV and rant and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get her face out there. Give yes. me another number, guys. Give me another number. Let's Can do we have more. another number? We got this best best internet connection. Robin says eight. eight. All right. So five. Uh, Bill Cosby, mistress and alleged rape victim, believes her daughter is his. Sean Brown is the only woman Bill Cosby has admitted to having extramarital sex with on record in 1997. He told Dan Rather, if you said, did you make love to the woman? The answer is yes. In a new interview with the Daily Mail, Thompson details an alleged rape at Cosby's hands and claims that he fathered her daughter. Brown, previously known as Sean Thompson and Sean Byers, told the National Enquirer nearly a decade ago, that Kazi had raped her in 1973, but nobody wanted to believe me then because it was the National Enquirer, and we were talking about America's favorite father, she said. Right. Brown also went on Inside Edition with rape allegations against Kazi last week. Her daughter, Autumn Jackson, has claimed Kazi is her father for, father for even longer. In 1998, she was jailed after Kazi accused her of extorting him to, for $40 million to keep his story quiet. Hmm. Um, Brown told the Mail... She and Kazi carried on a consensual affair for several months, during which time she had sex more than two and less than ten times. One night, she said he urged her to drink a scotch. She believed it was drugged. I had just turned 21. I didn't drink alcohol. He said, try it. It tastes good. Then when I did, all I could taste was alcohol. He kept saying, drink more, drink more. Brown said Kazi and Williams, who she said was a few years older than Kazi, um, shared a marijuana joint at the room started as the room started to spin. I told them I didn't want any, but I took a puff. But like Clinton, I didn't inhale. I just blew it straight back out. The two men went to play pool, and she as she watched, I was sitting on this wicker chair, hanging from the ceiling. I, it felt like I was sitting way high in the corner. That's how loopy I was. Hanging from the ceiling. I guess it Ooh. felt like I was floating. Well, you know, like okay. it wasn't up like high. It was, you know, I guess it, you know, the. uh 
it was almost like a hammock or something like a yeah. swing i was in another world it was i was it was more than drowsy i knew that any second i would be out cold said she woke up naked in kazi's bed the next morning i knew i had had sex my whole body ached there was no place that was untouched she believed kazi allegedly drugged and raped her despite her willingness to have consensual sex because i don't think that was freaky enough for him she says Mm. yeah well i've been saying that for a while i think he's into people yeah yeah Yeah. people being passed out shit brown is among the women who uh to whom ex nbc employee frank scotty claimed he gave payouts on kazi's behalf she told the mail that kazi sent a weekly 750 dollars check after her daughter was born and that she receives gifts from him totaling about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars over the years According to a CNN report in 1997, Kazi and Gerald Jackson, the man listed as father on Autumn Jackson's birth certificate, both submitted blood samples for a paternity test, but Autumn Jackson refused. Brown firmly believes Cosby is the father and told the male that the co- comedian persuaded her to get put Jackson's name on the certificate. Uh, oh, the comedian, okay, told her, hey, don't put my name, put this other dude. I remember having my period after I last had sex with Jerry, so I know Autumn wasn't his and there was no other man in my life. So, uh, that's what, uh, that's what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me that's take what's one. Streets. Pick one for myself. Judd Apatow went in on Bill Cosby on, on Twitter. Judd Apatow is, uh, the writer slash director for stuff like This Is 40. And, um, I think he might have did, uh, fuck, that movie with Seth Rogen where the girl was pregnant. I don't forget the name of it. Um, but uh yeah, so Judd Apatow is like, you know, a, a big a big wig in Hollywood. He um unleashed a fury uh a, a fury of Bill Cosby themed tweets over the weekend. They were not supportive of the embattled Bill Cosby. Apatow's ire was triggered when he learned of two venues in Ontario which are moving forward with Bill Cosby performances. He tweeted publicly at the venues, shaming them for hosting Cosby. Um one venue, the center in the square in the Kitchener, uh, Ontario, outlined last month the logistical and financial reasons why it's not pulling the show. Avatar used those tweets as a launching pad, addressing recent news that Kazi has hired private investigators to dig up dirt on his accusers, bemoaning users who defend Kazi, calling on Kazi to address the accusation and finally suggesting that page six, uh, someone, that someone remake the Kazi show with Dr. Huxtable performing the actions Kazi has been accused of. A perfect show for FX, Apatow tweeted. Here are most of those non-reply tweets in chronological order. Doesn't seem like this will be the last we hear from Apatow on this. Um, Center in the Square said, Merry Christmas. Hashtag Quawsome. K-W-A awesome. Okay. We hope everyone is having, uh, is everyone in this amazing community is having a safe and happy holiday with their friends and family. The Avatar responded, so at center underscore square, are you really going to let Bill Cosby perform on your stage January 7th? Um, Budweiser Garden says, happy holidays for everyone at Bud Gardens. Wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season. Hashtag I-D-N-O-N-T. Um, Avatar asked them, you too, Bud Gardens? January 8th, is Cosby only popular in Ontario, Canada at this point? Do people still find him delightful after 30 accusers? Some dude responded, innocent until proven. Judd Avatar responded, he should speak publicly about how false this all is, 30 alibis. Uh, another said, your obsession is because, some just some dude. And he responded, I guess it's because guys who rape a lot aren't cool. <laughs> oh, Lord. 
uh another a woman said it's none of your business hashtag innocent until proven guilty hashtag where's the evidence judd apatow said i always wonder why some people try so hard to not believe women who have been assaulted what is the root of that uh another person said get a life who are you to judge i would love for the media to get up in your ass and see what they find mind your business said first of all your twitter handle is troubling it's at the best shave and men stay fly uh, I also, I am pretty sure I have had sex with less people than he raped. Oh, well, damn. Judd Avatar also said, I think one in a hundred thousand people support Kazi. I'm going to stop responding to them so often. It's just maddening though. So cold. Page six says Bill Kazi has hired a battalion of private investigators to dig up dirt on as many accusers. At page six, they should remake the Kazi show with scenes of Dr. Hustable, uh, doing what Kazi has been doing. A perfect show for FX. So, Judd Apatow is tired of y'all shit. Yeah, and, uh, he is. You don't, you don't want no more of that foolishness. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, let's get to just the regular news. Uh, we got, cause there's a lot of it out here. Um, what all we want to talk about first? Oh, the NYPD shooting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, an officer, uh, went on the news and spoke out against it. An actual New York police officer. Uh-oh. Blue shadow here on Democracy Now. Democracy. I hope I hope he can be safe. By the way, because you know, you got to depend on those races and people that all turn their backs in solidarity to watch his back and get called out if there's a, you know, something happens. Uh, but let me see if I can play some of this. Democracynow.org, the War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. As we turn to new developments, since two New York police officers were gunned down in the line of duty at the same time, the nation has begun a dialogue over the police killing and targeting of unarmed African-Americans. On Saturday, some 20,000 police officers from around the country attended the funeral for Officer Rafael Ramos, who was ambushed in his patrol car, along with Officer Wenjun Liu, just over a week ago. Their killer, Male Brinsley had a history of mental health issues and multiple arrests. Officer Ramos's funeral may be the largest in the history of New York City Police Department. A series of officials addressed the grieving city at a church in Queens, beginning with Vice President Joe Biden. This is a city of courage and character, having faced and overcome the toughest challenges. And I'm absolutely confident, as you are, that spirit is still alive and well in this city. And I'm absolutely confident it will guide you in the days and weeks ahead. I believe that this great police force in this incredibly diverse city can and will show the nation. Uh-huh. I just want to see his part. Okay, here we go. We need to get the hell. He couldn't wait. All of this comes as New York City's police commissioner, Bill Bratton, said Sunday it was wrong for police officers to turn their backs. As Mayor de Blasio spoke at the funeral of Officer Ramos, Bratton called for less rhetoric and a lot more dialogue to diffuse the tension between police and the people they're meant to serve and protect. A funeral service for the other slain officers. Oh, good for Bill Bratton. I know you said that. Sir mm-hmm. Wenjin Liu will be held Sunday. Well, today we hear directly from a New York City police officer, a member of the largest police department in the country. Adil Polanco joins us. He's been with the New York Police Department since 2005. When I interviewed him last year, he described how in 2009 he became critical of the NYPD's stop-and-frisk policy when his superiors told officers to meet a quota of stops or face punishment. He made audio recordings of the quotas being described during meetings in his precinct and brought his concerns to authorities 
activities, but he said he was ignored. He then took his audio tapes to the media, including The Village Voice, where reporter Graham Raymond wrote a series called The NYPD Tapes. For several years, Officer Polenko was suspended with pay, but he's since returned to work on the police force. He Shit. went to the wake of Officer Ramos. Um, can you talk about the reaction of the police um, to the mayor? Um, good morning. First of all, i got to start by saying I'm not here on behalf of the police department. I'm here um, on my own as a citizen, as a concerned citizen of New York. I'm not speaking on their behalf. Um, if you can please repeat your question. Um, first, your reaction to... That's, that's kind of sad. He got to say that, though. Right. But, yep, because you know they're going to be like, he don't speak for us. He's a piece of shit. The killing of these two officers. And, hold on. And before he even spoke, she was basically said... He got suspended multiple times with pay. So they was like, uh, yeah, take your ass home multiple times with pay. <laughs> you know, so it's one of those things where, uh, we can't fire you because mm -hmm. of the union and all that shit, but that don't mean you got to be here. Yep. It's, it's an act of a barbaric coward. This is not acceptable. This is not something that anybody can say. We are happy for this. We are. We have lost a brother. We have lost a citizen. I went to the wake and to see the family, the way they're speaking, to see the the church, and the people who are supposed to be angry. His family, his wife, the one that the the people that are. Yeah, apparently you make audio tapes of quotas being described during meetings, like mm -hmm. hey, we need this many black people and shit. Right for stop and frisk. But right. when people say, hey, y'all are purposely targeting us for no goddamn reason and the percentage of people that y'all catching with shit is so fucking low that it's not worth you stopping hundreds of people for maybe less than five to ten people per hundred or some shit like that it's like why why are you doing this and and on top of that you end up harassing these same group of people so the people end up getting mad and frustrated and be like motherfucker we go through this shit every motherfucking day every motherfucking week and people are tired of it affected the most they are calling for unity they're calling for peace how come we cannot honor what they are calling for your reaction to your fellow officers turning their back on mayor de blasio not in the church but outside because there were so absolutely many they couldn't wrong. Fit absolutely wrong. mayor de blasio um came to the police department that had a lot of issues with before he got to this the police department mayor de blasio came with an attitude that i can fix this police department but this police department has a culture that is going to make whoever tried to change that culture life impossible including his the mayor uh, it's absolutely wrong to turn the back on the mayor it's absolutely don't show this is not what we made of this is i was not thought you know this is not does not represent the police department this does not represent how when a family call for peace and unity you're going to have a hundred officers doing the absolute opposite do other officers feel as you do this many there's many officers that feel like i do there's many officers that Last week, the president of the largest police union, your union, in New York huh. City, the Patrolman's Benevolent Association, said the mayor's office should be held accountable for the deaths of officers Ramos and Liu. This is Patrick Lynch. There's blood on many hands tonight. Those that incited violence on the street under the guise of protest that tried to tear down what New York City police officers did every day. We tried to warn, it must not go on, it cannot be tolerated. That blood on the hands starts on the steps of City Hall in the office of the mayor. 
On Friday morning, the day after Christmas, many New Yorkers saw a plane flying a banner above the... Okay. What happened to the video? What happened? Hudson River that read, go. de Blasio, our backs have turned to you. Former NYPD officer John Cardillo wrote on his blog, the officers behind the act felt that Mayor de Blasio's dangerous and irresponsible comments about his, his and his wife's concern for their son's safety at the hands of the NYPD fueled the flames that led to civil unrest and potentially to the deaths of Wenjen Liu and Rafael Ramos, as well as the continued threats against NYPD personnel, unquote. Um, let's turn to Mayor de Blasio's remarks. So anyway, I don't want to get read play the whole clip, but yeah, um, that you know, it's good to have at least one officer that's willing to say something. Now he's probably gonna be suspended. We pay tomorrow, so okay, yeah, we pay now. Yeah, we we pay. Well, at least he's getting paid. Right on. I mean, he's the only one speaking out. You know, um, sure they've tried to find any type of loophole to get his ass up out of there for a while. What? Um. Just moments ago, Mayor Bill de Blasio was booed at an NYPD graduation ceremony. Yeah, I'm having the weirdest deja vu. I think we played someone getting booed at a graduation before. I don't think it was this dude, but um, I do know that we've played something similar to this on the show before. But anyway, I'm going to keep playing. Money tensions, as you know, have been high between rank-and-file officers and their unions, and City Hall. Eyewitness News reporter Renee Stoll is live at Madison Square Garden for us right now. Renee. Well, Michelle, uh, NYPD officers have taken very public opportunities to show how they feel about Mayor de Blasio literally turning their backs on him at points. And it seems that here at the cadets' graduation, it was uh, quite the same where he received many boos and heckles from the crowd. As people lined up outside Madison Square Garden this morning waiting to watch hundreds of cadets graduate, one of the key speakers, Mayor Bill de Blasio, deals with more tensions between NYPD officers and City Hall. Officers at the graduation took the opportunity to make a statement against de Blasio by booing him. At Officer Rafael Ramos's funeral, dozens of officers turned... They really have no class. Mm -mm. Just a classless organization. That's so terrible. They're back on the mayor while he delivered his eulogy, something police commissioner William Bratton wasn't happy about. That funeral was held to honor Officer Ramos and to bring politics, uh, to bring uh, issues into that event, I think was very inappropriate. The first time we saw this type of message to the mayor after officers Ramos and Wenjen Liu were ambushed and killed was when de Blasio walked through the hospital the night of their deaths. There he got the same cold shoulder. The president of the Sergeant's Benevolent Association says he's never seen morale among officers so low. Yes, people agree to disagree and unions have had issues with mayors across the country. But I have never seen a mayor that has taken this position against the police. But black, Latino, but and position. Asian officers... Position! I don't... I'm not... Go, finish playing. I'm sorry. Officers came together last night at the memorial for their fallen brothers to remind the community what really matters in the wake of the deadly ambush. We all want peace. We all want to be safe. We do the same job. We want to keep our community safe. And we're all one. At the end of the day, we all want the same thing. 
Now, at one point, de Blasio said to the crowd that they will be confronted with problems they did not create. Someone in the audience interrupted him and said, no, you did. We have another crew inside Madison Square Garden, and they are getting further details. We'll have that later today. Reporting in Midtown Manhattan, Renee Stoll, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. You know what, baby? This is, mm-hmm. and I might be wrong, but this right here is the first time I've ever seen a white man get treated like a nigga in a public forum. <laughs> they literally treating this man like he is Obama, like he mm-hmm. is just a black man. For the fact, a lot of people didn't want him to get in office anyway because of his mixed racial family. A lot of people were very upset about that. A lot of people complained. They complained that the crime rates were going to go up. They complained that, you know, all these uh, murders and all this shit was going to go up. And actually, the opposite has happened. Actually, in the state of New York, a lot of a lot of the crimes and shit are at a record low. Um, and a lot of it has to stem from stop with him. Put them in and stop and frisk and other policies that he's put in place. And to me, it's just amazing at how goddamn disrespectful you can be to somebody in a, in a position of power like that. And just how, and, and to me, like you say, is that us against him, uh, us against them? Mm-hmm. It's like just saying, Hey, um, I got a child. I'm concerned about my child's welfare. Just saying, hey, if I had a son, my son would look like Trayvon. It's like if you say anything about motherfucking color, people use their fucking mind. But yet you tell me that we're in a, a post-racial society. Get the fuck out of here and kiss my black ass because it's not the truth. People do not want to talk about race. Talking about race means you shut the fuck up when you bring up race because I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, and this it's like I said, I can't reiterate enough. It's the same thing police say after they kill a black person is, well, if you would follow these specific guidelines for interacting with us, you'd be okay. And then if you warn your son, hey, you need to follow these specific guidelines, and they go, you're being divisive and you're siding against the police. Well, you told us, you know, end of the day, I just want my kid coming back home alive. I don't really give right. a fuck, you know. So it's just amazing. And uh, I watched it happen to de Blasio. I watched it happen to Obama. It's like every time they speak out uh, in any way, shape, or form, they have to do like a market correction and come all the way back to like, you know, like I think uh, the president had to say something like uh, race relations are are better than they've uh, ever been or something like uh, Actually, let me look it up before I misquote him. But um, like he had to say something that along the lines of like, Hey, we're less racially divided since 2009. Now, one of the reasons he has to say that is because people blame him for the division in race in America. Like he was the goddamn cause of it. Like it wasn't right. here prior to him. Like, a, like the foundation of our whole goddamn country wasn't all race. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you would like measure that, you know, um, but he says, I, uh, they asked him, uh, what to say? Oh, he says, I actually think that it's probably in its day to day interactions less racially divided, said the president. According to excerpts in an interview with National Public Radio to be aired starting Monday, Obama also told the radio network that Republicans controlling both chambers of Congress when members return next week means he can, they can no longer blame the gridlock on him and fellow Democrats who formerly controlled the Senate. Um, Say we've made enormous progress in race relations over the course of the last several decades, Obama said in late November after a grand jury decided not to indict Officer Darren Wilson. I witnessed that in my own life and to deny that, to deny that progress, I think is to deny America's capacity for change. 
a new gallup poll shows uh, america's perception of race relations essentially unchanged since 2002 with roughly 66 percent of black respondents saying relations are good uh compared to 72 percent of non-hispanic whites uh obama also told npr in the new in the year-end interview with the morning edition host steve inskeep the low morale around race relations in the u.s is exaggerated by the national conversation about the recent violence and not an accurate reflection of the state of affairs around the country um yeah you know what's funny is i don't know if much has changed or if we're just aware more through social media and stuff of just the ignorance that we're facing and just the the, right. the divide between people in a way that we've never been aware of before because correct it's always been there yeah there was a time you know and he's and by the way he's comparing it to decades um uh which he's right um it has gotten better historically but that doesn't mean that it's anywhere near near where people want it to be it Correct. doesn't mean that um and it has gotten better yeah nothing's post-racial it doesn't mm-hmm. you know it's really not much to pat each other on the back for um but the thing the thing that's weird to me though is now that we know what people think now that i know if i put out a tweet and i say something you know along the lines of you know uh I really wish Mike Brown wasn't dead and then I get someone calling me a nigger or I get someone, um, you know, shushing me for talking about the idea of race or, you know, people mm-hmm. wanting to fight me on Facebook about something like shit like that, I think makes it feel like things haven't improved. Um, but I think people get carried away with the rhetoric because it's disasturbation. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it, I think people feel like it, takes away our own self-importance if we admit anything's not the toughest it's ever been at this moment correct you know like i would rather have today than slavery you know what i mean right. i'd rather be born tomorrow if i could be born tomorrow i'd rather be born 50 years from now if i could be born 50 years from now instead because i feel like society's always improving in, the, in many wet measures yes it is it's just are you looking at the long game or the short game most people are looking at the short game Correct. and i think you know with things like social media and the media and the way that uh we interact with each other i feel like we become pessimistic because we're cherry picking the worst you know mm-hmm. um and, and i think we will always do such because that's human nature you know we, it's going to be difficult to to concentrate on the fact that hey you know for the long haul, things are better for me than they were for my great grandmother. Because yes. we, we just don't think of life like that. And I, I mean, I guess we can't really think of life like that. That's why people are always pushing for change and making things better. But I feel like what he's saying isn't wrong. Uh, but I also feel like whenever these guys, because remember last week he said the stuff about, you know, the racism they face, you know, gets asked to see people's car keys he's he said he supports the athlete i mean to yes if he's valet when he goes to a restaurant he said he's asked uh he supports the i can't breathe athletes and stuff mm-hmm. and i feel like this is almost like market correction and then you got to come back and be like all right and listen guys america's doing great uh we're it's better than you think it just looks kind of bad right now like he's so pragmatic he's got to come back to that bill de blasio had to come back to that after he talked about his son this is what america does you know to to yeah. these politicians like we have to humble you and get you back in line because 
if you get too far out there, we're basically going to, you know, marginalize you. Yes, that and the fact of that's why when people are actually voted, voted by the general population, which means you represent everybody. You can't say every goddamn thing that's on your motherfucking mind. Sometimes you have to uh, cater your words in a certain way because they're being your words are being laid across all types of people with all types of backgrounds. And so, like you say, you can't go out there just doing and saying everything like you can on your Twitter and your Facebook and, and your public media. Like, you just cannot do that in a public official office. And it's, and I don't know, it's just crazy to me. How yeah, I, I just have a hard time being like, this is the worst it's ever been when, oh, this is personally, the- I feel it's like disrespectful mm-hmm. to the people that came before me to right. say that kind of shit. Like, I know other people don't view it that way and whatnot, but like, I do. I'm not going to say, well, this is the same as slavery. Cause to me, it's not. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. and I would never disrespect somebody, you know, I wouldn't disrespect my great grandmother like that. I've never picked cotton in my life. Like, Ain't that the truth? If I told, if my great grandmother could see what I do for a living right now, it would blow her fucking mind. Like, yes, it would. So I don't want to say shit like that. I don't want to say it's worse for women than it's ever been when, you know, women have uh, more rights, more say so, more economic freedom, right. more ability to determine their own path. Could like, it get better? Yes, but it's right. not what it's it just, used to be. Yeah, I think people conflate the idea of something isn't where I would like for it to be with things have got have not gotten better at all. And I think those two are two different statements. And I think it should it is I think it is necessary to be nuanced and parse those two things because one of them to me immediately makes me my brain shut off you know what i'm saying like i've had that talk late at night in the dorm with the one dude that's like i ain't nigga we still slaves if you ask me we shit we real we the still we slaves to jordans we slaves to the tv i'm like uh i'm pretty sure Solomon Northrup would love to be slaves to Jordan and TV and not Master Epps. I'm pretty sure he would trade that in with a heartbeat and smack the shit out of you for even suggesting so. Right. So, so, so I do think it is important to, to mention that while also being critical of today. Like it doesn't take away your critique of what's going on today Mm-mm. to admit like, well, shit isn't as bad. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it cause we talk about conditions of, of race and stuff on here all the time. We talk about, uh privatized prison um you know the industry mm-hmm. that they've created out of that we talked about you know how the american dollar is based on the criminality of black people like mm-hmm. we like this isn't something where our podcast is avoiding talking about this shit but nope. at the same time don't get it twisted i'm not i'm not naive enough to think nothing has changed in in america uh period and it's it is as bad as you know fucking roots and shit i don't agree with that i don't agree with that either and i think it's idiotic and also i and like i said i can't speak for other people but i think a lot of the but and and this is me and my philosophy and why i view the things that i do a lot of people don't take the time to sit and talk to old people they don't take the time to list to sit and talk to people that have experienced shit they have or or read a book read a book you don't even have to talk to people you can honestly go pick up a book but the but the thing about it now honestly we live in a lazy society so it's one of those things where uh people don't want put like this people don't want we live in a side society where the past is the past and fuck the past and what's happening right now is the only thing that matters right. and you cannot view life like that and 
you can read a book, but I can't speak for everybody else, but sitting and listening to my, what, 110 year old great, 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 great uncle talk about picking cotton. And, you know, that is more powerful to me than actually physically reading the book. You know, just sitting, listening to old people. Cause my aunt, my, well, my mama, she's in the seventies and she can tell you, about picking cotton and how she was a child doing the Jim Crow um, rules and shit like that. Like, that's what's kind of kept me grounded and rooted and let me know that we are better than we used to be. Can we improve? Yes. Can it get better? Yes. Can we strive for excellence? Yes. But where we are right now in America is wonderful compared to what it used to be. And people have a tendency to forget that because people are short-minded and don't have a long attention span. Well, and also I think people are emotional right now. People are very angry right now. I'm angry all the time. Um, but and I also think too, like, um, I don't think people realize how much we are affected by what we consume. Um, via the internet via the news and stuff like that Mm -hmm. now i'm not telling i don't have a solution i'm not telling people not to consume these things or whatever but i think you know you can almost tell just go on twitter you can tell the people that watch the news all day that uh are you know very into like you know the sites about racial tragedies and injustice because you start to see the world that way like Mm -hmm. this is everything is fucking fucked up all the time and it's the worst, you know, but back when, um, you know, they was just hanging niggas for walking down the street every single day. Right. Um, it, it wasn't, um, the internet wasn't around. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, MSNBC wasn't having a debate about it. That Don Lemon wasn't going on TV and defending the fact that you could hang these niggas. So it, it just, I think we're more aware and things feel worse because we're more aware, but I don't think things are worse in my opinion, but. Uh, but like I said, every time the president says something controversial, he got to come back and correct it. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. how it is. That's America. That, you know, that's what happens when you're the leader of this country. Right. You can't get too out of pocket because then it's like your leadership is questioning, you know, they already think he's the worst. Uh, and that's what's happening to de Blasio. The fact that it right. got to a level where they could disrespect that man while he's speaking twice. Come on now. Uh, I don't know. It's infuriating to me, but really that's just what they think about us. Correct, because he is a reflection of us indirectly, right. and that's something that people do not want to admit. Um, the Ayatollah of Iran uh, tweeted, is expected that followers of hashtag Jesus follow him in his uh, fight against arrogance and in his support for the oppressed, hashtag Black, Black Lives Matter. He also tweeted, hashtag Jesus endorsed sufferings to oppose tyrants who have put humans in hell and in, in this world. And the hereafter while he backed the oppressed, hashtag Ferguson. Hmm. Yeah, he, I'm assuming he like kind of trolling, but that's crazy. He, uh, actually, you know, um, Went on Twitter and, you know, dropped them, dropped them, them haymakers. It's like, here you go. Yep. Ali Kalamini, Kalamine, okay. Uh, Kalamine, all right. That's how you pronounce that. Ali Kalamine. Um, but yeah, he, um, uh, uh, apparently got, 
very um very twitter deep on everybody <laughs> using the the hashtags and everything so i don't know how many people retweeted it because you know people don't really fuck with iran like that but he went out there and let everybody know uh facebook has apologized for making everybody relive uh the hellish year with the year in review they have a year in review thing now where you can like see all the stuff you went through all your most like posts uh, statuses and all that stuff problem is a lot of times on facebook your most like status will be a tragedy hey my son right. died you know my my pat my pops just passed away mm-hmm. and the algorithm doesn't know the difference between the two no it does not so it just picks out a bunch of shit and it's like here's when your apartment caught on fire oh well i i don't know i guess i don't be treating treating no tragic shit on my facebook because well, mine was cute well you might not have anything really that bad happen to you this year or okay that's true maybe you didn't get that much attention for when you said stuff like hey uh eric garner shouldn't be dead or something but a lot of people did okay that's true um it's not deliberate but no it's not the algorithm doesn't know the difference and so. you can edit you can go in and edit that shit before it posts but you know yeah so they had to issue an apology um and i know of course that this is not a deliberate assault this inadvert inadvertent algorithmic cruelty is a result of code that works in the overwhelming majority of cases reminding people of the awesomeness of their years showing them selfies at a party and well spouts from sailboats or the marina outside their vacation house but hmm, people got a lot of money for those of us who live through the death of loved ones or spent extended time in a hospital or were hit by divorce or losing a job or any one of a hundred crises, we might not want another look at the past year. To show me Rebecca's face and say, here's what your year looked like is jarring. It feels wrong. And coming from an actual person, it would be wrong. Coming from code, it's just unfortunate. These are hard, hard problems. It isn't easy to program- programmatically figure out if a picture has a ton of likes because it's hilarious, outstanding, or heartbreaking. Correct. Uh, yeah, because his daughter died of cancer this year. Oh. And that was in his year in review. So, yeah, they apologize. Crazy. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, Madonna says um, she has a diss track out, but it's not about Lady Gaga. Okay, who is it about? Nicki Minaj, damn. <laughs> uh, the diss track is called Two Steps Behind. Uh, I wonder if they have that. Um, uh, uh, about how you do that? <laughs> yeah, she's like, well, it's definitely not about uh, Lady Gaga. Well, what about Iggy Azalea? I'm not gonna say. It's about her. Um, wink, wink. The track, the track, two steps behind, is one of uh, now more than two dozen demos from Madonna that have emerged on the web over the past few weeks. The song service and earlier allegations of it being about Lady Gaga prompted Madonna's manager, Guy Osiri, to address the song directly on Twitter. That that song is not about Gaga or anyone in particular, Osiri wrote, answering a fan during a Twitter question and answer session. The song is an unfinished demo. She had no attention to finishing or releasing among, along with many others. She has no ill will towards Gaga. It's nonsense. She was listening to Gaga, Tony Bennett duet album this week last week and appreciating it um well i don't know if i believe him no either you know um yeah madonna trying to stay relevant too yeah 
like just because she didn't you know want it out there doesn't mean right like because then the question is so who was it about then my beautiful vagina is very offended by that question my beautiful vagina is very offended by that question my beautiful vagina is very offended by that question my beautiful vagina is very offended by that question my beautiful vagina is very offended by that question my beautiful vagina is very the whole damn song by that question my beautiful vagina is very offended by that question my beautiful vagina is very offended by that question my beautiful vagina is very I'm, i feel dissed what is this is this like the real thing or is this just like fake my beautiful vagina is very offended my beautiful vagina is very very offended by that question what is this? Oh, this must be fake or something gotta be this shit don't make no sense yeah because this does not seem like the words uh so maybe they got it ripped off the websites or something people can't people can't spread the words madonna two steps behind official lyric video i hate when people do shit like that on like just trying to you're just trying capitalize. to capitalize off the off of pen you click you were like fuck you i didn't click for you all right this one doesn't have the words Anyway, here's the words. You're a copycat. Where's my royalty? You're a pretty girl. I'll give you that. But still in my recipe, it's an ugly look. Did you study me hard enough? You're never going to be. <coughs> never going to be. You're never. You're just a want to be me like a like a sister all messed up who's going to help you out in your fantasy. You can try it all, but you can't be me. You can walk the walk, even talk the talk, but you'll always be two steps behind me. Oh, sound like a dish. Who else is she talking about then? Ain't no, ain't nobody else walking out dead in period blood and and the straps and boots and and donkey heads and all other kind of ridiculous bullshit. Yeah, is this the? Oh, from that, just from the chorus. different song beat goes on all right well that's enough madonna for today let's yeah, be honest yeah nobody wants Mm-mm. to hear that Mm-mm. i ain't fuck with madonna music in years but i do like uh old white women beef as you guys know um from my gwyneth paltrow uh article we covered right old white women be going in yeah they do uh so the interview made 15 million dollars yes it did uh from video on demand sales now mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because I, I doubt it would have made that much money if it came out in theaters worldwide. Nope. It wouldn't have made that much money. So maybe they found something here. Because that's a movie most people I don't think really cared about seeing or not. Nope. Until that shit popped off. Way to go, America. Way to show the terrorists that they can't win, man. Glad mm-hmm. you guys all downloaded it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, the, the you know, and, and then one dude, he bought uh what was it six hundred and fifty 
dollars in tickets for the interview and he wants his money back oh since it didn't come out in theaters uh no let's see he learned that a local theater was among the 300 that were playing a controversial film on christmas day and he hoped to resell the tickets online at a higher price oh no i saw the hype about the interview on the 23rd and thought hey folks are selling these tickets in other cities it seems like that's the right thing to do now so why not give it a shot and see how it goes the plan backfired sony announced it was streaming the film online for half the price uh so then people stopped they were like i'm not paying 15 dollars. i'll pay five or six right now he's demanding a refund from the esquire theater i thought i'd get my money back because the theater's website very clearly said tickets were refundable but a theater manager told best that the art house didn't have a website and that the interview was listed as a special event turns out best had paid, purchased the tickets from movietickets.com which specifically warns on this website the theater owners deserve the right to withhold refunds for special events mm, yeah you just had that money dog plus scalping tickets is illegal yeah so he just got played for 650 trying to capitalize on the pandemonium right um oh a woman says oh wait no actually let's uh let's do this first um let's talk about what a lot of people want to talk about okay my man my tweets real as fuck finally broke the internet with a video yes he did a diss track now for people that don't know if you listen to balls deep you already heard the story but i'll go over it again for Mm this Mm uh mr my tweets real as fuck um had a problem with uh snotty dripping on twitter Christmas NBA games weren't bad, but NBA Twitter dominated the holiday. Hoops critic, blogger, and Celtics fan James H., a.k.a. Snotty Dripping, got in a Kobe Bryant-related Twitter argument with a username at MyTweetsRealAF. It progressed like any normal NBA argument, then devolved it to Mr. Real as Fuck, driving over half an hour in an attempt to fight him on Christmas. Here's a Q&A with James that explains what happened um seth okay how did this start james russell westbrook is doing this thing against the spurs i see someone retweet a fellow who says westbrook is the best shooting guard in the nba i manually retweeted with this is pretty stupid now that person that he retweeted was my tweets real as fuck okay i go look at his timeline i see him saying the spurs would be better without washed up duncan uh so he retweeted that and said so is this this is also stupid James, so he retorts about it being sarcasm because people say the Lakers are better without Kobe. This is a silly comparison, and I tell him so. Duncan is efficient, plays defense, helps his team win. Kobe is the exact opposite. Um, so uh, the thing is, my tweets were as fuck said first moron that was sarcasm. In response, people say the Lakers would be better without Kobe. Snyder Driven says, idiot, sarcasm doesn't work when comparing a guy who's hurting his team shooting 38% versus a 16 and 11 guy on a winner jane says so it devolved into him calling me a faggot and a bitch and he's real uh ask about him so i asked my timeline if he's not real apparently questioning his authenticity on twitter is ground for fisticuffs he sees san diego in my bio and says let's meet in temecula to fight loser i bet i don't lose the fight laugh my ass off you in san diego right uh (laughs) Oh, so that, okay, so that's where he got the location from, okay. Yeah, cause Smiley Driven has said retweet if at me, uh, retweets real as fuck is not a real nigga on here. <laughs> uh, so he says, uh, I'm real enough to meet and beat your ass. How's Temecula sound? Uh, 
jane says this is the dumbest thing i ever heard i wouldn't do it if he lived beside me but i'm actually in arizona now anyways but i'll play along and say sure let's go so my tweets was fuck say you steady calling me a loser don't make you a winner meet me and we can determine who the loser is simple so he said so tonight he said fuck it let's go loser temecula <laughs> and james actually went to temecula and he, on christmas day he took pictures the whole way oh while he driving down the road pictures of him on the highway posted on twitter uh he said uh um someone said uh nyk talk yes nick's talk said there's no way he's driving right now and snide dripper said he might be and my tweets real as fuck took a picture of his car and put it up there on the highway uh pussy nigga laughed my ass off he tweeted with a sign flipping off the welcome to temecula um uh sign for the city i don't even know where temecula is but i don't even know where to find that welcome to charlotte sign in in our city i've the fuck if i know how would you even know right how, how would you know that that's where it is and i could imagine the people of temecula going what the fuck and why we Twitter on Twitter. Man, they better they better capitalize on the pandemonium, get that tourism up, get that guap. I'm trying to tell you, North Part ain't number fifty people in that whole goddamn town. See if they can get uh Pac Man and and uh Mayweather to fight there. Right, put them on the map. <laughs> um so um Jane says, There we go. Uh I've told him that Russ is a point guard and Kobe is in the lead. I get called a faggot and offer the fight. Seth, how long is that drive? James, about 50 minutes. I couldn't stop laughing. Snotty, uh, so some, someone responded, uh, LOL, who you fighting to Snotty dripping? Snotty said, nobody. I'm at my mom's crib in Arizona eating roast pork. I told him to meet me in Temecula. Sad, James says, the sad thing is, it's like the fifth time someone I've never met in real life tried to fight me because of Twitter. Wow. A Knicks fan offered to fly out to fight me after the Knicks beat the Celtics in that series. Uh, what's, what the hell's wrong with people? I mean, well, you know, Snotty is trying to sound innocent. He, he do know, like, he be talking shit to people. Like, yeah. He be riling people up. Now, is it worth fighting somebody? Of course uh, not. No, that's, that's no, crazy. That's dumb. Yeah. It doesn't make these people not crazy, but. You know, he's playing it real low key. Like, I don't know what's wrong with these people. It's like, I just called him a fucking moron and an idiot. Like, ah, I told him, told him to suck my tank. Well, well, you know, no reason (laughs) to be mad about that. But, uh, you know, ultimately it's just a basketball discussion. Why are you getting so mad at this dude that you want to like physically harm him? Ha ha ha. Why do you think that is? This must be the first time someone's actually gotten into a damn vehicle, right? Jane says, because one, I know how to joke, and when other people laugh at them, they lose it, and well, there's, there is no number two. I've never threatened anyone, but I did make fun of a guy's avatar, and he tweeted me his phone number to set up the fight. But yeah, first time I made someone drive from another city. Um, so that was his interview about that. Um, and, uh, of course, Mr. My Tweets Real as Fuck could not leave well enough alone, so he had to drop an Duh. actual, this track the hottest snotty driven the hottest record of last night and uh it's already got thirty eight thousand views yeah it, it was put like this and it was 301 when we checked it last night now, i know i'm responsible for at least a good thousand of them yeah because we so, had it on repeat for the a long hot time. minute like i tweeted the lyrics for everybody so they could see exactly what he was saying um and uh i'll just play some of it for you okay there it go Finally come to get the job done. Ain't another nigga that can double for me. 
must have been a lame like his daddy. Now he know I ain't playing, and he know what trouble from it. Just me, me, just me, me. You gon' see I was really in the streets. I'm the nigga that these haters need to see. All it takes is 30 minutes in your cheeks. Now, in his description of the video, he says, it's not over until I say it's over. Somebody tell Snotbox it's over now. You can't block the streets. Hashtag meet me in Temecula. Hashtag fuck the internet. Can't block the streets, Karen. Mm-mm. All right. Let me go back because I got to start over now. Okay, there it goes. Okay, there it goes. I done finally come to get the job done. Ain't another nigga that can double, double for me. He must have been a lame like his daddy. Now he know I ain't playing. No more trouble from it. Just me, me, just me, me. You gon' see, I was really in the streets. I'm the nigga that these haters need to see. All it takes is 30 minutes in your Jeep. Just me, me. All it takes is 30 minutes in your Jeep, Karen. That's it. Get the Temecula. Now, for me, it take quite longer than right. that, but yeah. we at his location, yes. Worried how I fit and I'm just spitting how I'm living. These tweeters giving you fiction, they are constant contradiction. What you need to do is listen. This Coleco vision, old school game, like, like a play against the Pistons. I was playing my position, I'm just playing, I ain't tipping. Sh- listen, man, um, it's actually some. Ah! It's actually some bars in here. Cause yeah, like, it I was, is. I was clowning when I first heard it. Like, this whack mm-hmm. ass. Oh, mm-hmm. this shit go hard, dog. When I started typing out the lyrics. I was like, it's some bars in here. When he said, uh, now you, now if you know the ColecoVision reference, you are too old to be rapping about fighting people on the internet. Right. But he did say that, old that school. That you over 30. Yeah, he said old school game, uh, he said, like ColecoVision, uh, like I'm playing against the Pistons. I was playing, I ain't, uh, I ain't pimping. Yeah, all you need to do is listen. This ColecoVision, old school game, like I play against the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> mm. he turned that video game metaphor into a sports game metaphor right i about see shit, you right talking about shit that's probably older than some folks has been alive just listening to it mm-hmm. i'm fitting i'm just spitting how i'm living these tweeters giving you fiction they are constant contradiction what you need to do is listen this calico vision old school game like a play against the pistons i was playing i ain't fishing i'm just playing i ain't pipping i was shooting for the missus he was trolling I was shooting for the mentions. He was trolling for attention, Karen. Mm. He was like, mm-mm. Got them bars. I just wanted to talk to you, and you out here trying to get attention from the end. It makes sense. It's not just words. For the mentions, he was trolling for attention. I was holding on the mission. We was knowing he was sipping. Big Pippin for his means, but he really diggy Simmons. That's the reason. <laughs> he said Big Pippin for his mans, but he really diggy Simmons. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. This was written, that my ambition. You can blame pride for his pitiful condition. It was critical. You can blame pride for his pitiful condition. Mm. Get him real as fuck. Get him. Ah. That and my ambition. You can By the way, they photoshopped all these pictures of him because he has this weird like picture with the praying hands, wearing a wife beater, you mm-hmm. know, uh looking really serious. So people were like, oh, this shit looks like Something out of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So they photoshopped him in there with that. And photoshopped him with a pit bull and all this shit. Um, <laughs> this nigga used that for the art for the damn video. Yes, it is hilarious. It's amazing. I forgot to yes. put it in the chat. Let me it put this in the chat for you It is everything. 
it is amazing like he embraced the joke like fuck it y'all think it's funny i'll use this shit as the art i don't give a fuck y'all just gave me free mixtape art yes they did um uh, anyway back to this it was critical he didn't have a pot to piss in that's why he went missing when i was here like listen because he said he went missing when i went to the oh. yes when i was here like listen that line might miss him please don't forgive him they don't know what they missing like they missing this is sister didn't know he had it his mom might miss him <laughs> he still know what they missing like he missing in the system mm. yeah he, he had a lot of rhyming with the same word but it's fine you know what they missing like they missing this is sister didn't know he had it in him didn't know he had a vision he had a plan he executed with precision now we winning now we coming for commission this ain't a mixtape i'm just raping scotty piffin i'm just waving i'm just raping snotty dripping and that's when i was like and that's why you don't meet people from the internet i'm not mean nobody's rapping about raping me sorry Mm-mm. call me a bitch i'll be a bitch you make a rap about how you gonna rape me when you see me um you won't see me in the streets right and i'm or the sheets right and for everybody out there i'm telling you right now psa wanted you know to people that you know might not have been on twitter and shit somebody said meet me in temecula run run mm-hmm. i'm t- i'm that's called like if somebody used that as a cold word right. run they say meet me anywhere yeah but Concord it was specifically temecula mm-hmm. salisbury hickory Right, nope. The next tape, I'm just raping, Sonny Driven. I done finally come to get the job done. Ain't another nigga that can double me. He must have been a lady like his daddy. Now he know I ain't playing, and he won't trouble for me. See me, see me. He gon' see me on the screen in the streets. I'm the nigga that they say that This, this, this is my, like, this, this, this made me feel like Tupac's still alive. Right? <laughs> so, like, my bitches is a rider. That beat go hard though, on the real though. gonna see I was really in the streets. me. me. What about Easy E though? What about Easy E? It wasn't easy losing easy only knew from the TV. I was just a BG, he was screaming fuck the PD. He he threw an Easy E. He he gave Easy E some props in the middle of his disc too snotty dripping like he like he was like let me drop some bars to lay my man to rest real quick mm. and then i'm gonna get back on your ass because he did get back on that ass right. from the tv i was just a bg he was screaming fuck the pd i saw why he was screaming when the dg tried to dd it was hard to see him leaving over an std that wasn't easy as riding this people need me uh-uh. it wasn't easy as riding the cdc needs the game ain't cheap i need to keep the receipts whoa what the game ain't cheap. I need to keep the receipts. Karen, what the hell? I don't know. All I know was them bars set Twitter on fire for a few hours. The game ain't cheap. I need to keep the receipts, Karen. I is it, I'm about to say, is it on? <laughs> We're trying to see it on Spotify. Not, oh, is his song on Spotify? Yeah, I'm about to say, I doubt it. Uh, no, nah, I, I seriously doubt that, but I just wanted to drop this. Yes. Oh, what? The game ain't cheap. I need to keep the receipts. Riding this people need me. It wasn't easy as riding the city's knees. The game ain't cheap. I need. 
need to keep the receipts. I was in the knee deep. You was in the cheap seats. I was in the knee deep. You was in the cheap seats. He was out there in the knee deep, Karen. In the game that he had referred to. That's out. Just oh, now. Okay. Find this beat beneath me. It wasn't easy as riding the city's knees. The game ain't cheap. I need to keep the receipts. I was in the knee deep. You was in the cheap seats. In the deep sleep. Like three Z's. I'm just smoking these trees. but to know what these bees. Yes. <laughs> Get him with them he, bars. He said, you was in a deep sleep like three Z's. Z, 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 Karen, sleeping, snoring. Mm-hmm. That's what I have it. Oh, this is my favorite part of the song. I got to go back again. There was an easiest riding to speak beneath me. There was an easiest riding to see these knees. The game ain't cheap. I need to keep the receipts. I was in the knee deep. You was in the cheap seats. In the deep sleep. Like three Z's. I'm just smoking these trees, but to know with these beats. And you never catch me fucking with no he she's. Bitch niggas, that's what I call feces. He, he, now he did rhyme feces a couple times in a row out here. So get ready I, for that. I'm going to rewind so y'all can hear it. I can deal with that. Okay. These trees, but to know with these beats. And you never catch me fucking with no he she's. Bitch niggas, that's what I call these feces. Most of them when they pee pee. Romantic when they see me. They see me as a threat. I just see them as some feces. Just stay on your PCs. I'm going to stay beastly. Be careful when you tweet me. Mm. Bars. Just me, me. Just me, nigga, just meet me. It don't got to be Temecula. It could be Riverside. Riverside, San Bernardino. Shit. Anywhere in the motherfucking eye. Or you can stay in your motherfucking lane. Or you can stay in your motherfucking lane and shut the fuck up when it's time to shut the fuck up. When the grown man's speaking. I done finally come to get the job done. And another nigga done in trouble for me. He must have been a lame like his daddy. Now he know I ain't playing. And he don't want trouble from me. Just me, me. Just me, me. You gon' see I was really in the streets. I'm the nigga that these haters want to see. All it takes is 30 minutes in your Jeep. Just me. Me, me. Mm. You do not get hot fire like that every Sunday. No, and it was. I feel like playing all the DJ sound effects. Mm-hmm, got the laser. Get some scratching going. Go! Go! That's terrible. Uh, do you need an air horn? No matter how hard you try. Wait, why? They got words on their sound effects. This is terrible. Where's my air horn? There we go. So you might need to stay with this one. Yeah, I'll stay with that one. God damn. But all the other stuff that he was so serious. He was so serious. Oh my god. Oh man. Someone said That's what we need. That's what we need right there. Rewind this shit. Rewind. New 
streets How I fit and I'm just spitting how I'm living These tweeters giving you fiction They are constant contradictions What you need to do is listen This is illegal vision Old school game like a play against the pisses We playing that new five for y'all I was shooting for the missus He was trolling for attention I was rolling on the mission We was knowing he was sipping Big Pippin for millions But he really dig his sentence That's the reason this was written That and my ambition You can blame pride for his pitiful condition It was critical he didn't have to stop the pissing That's why we went missing when I was here Bring it to your knee streets. Dropping this high five for y'all. Anywhere in the motherfucking house. Or you can stay in your motherfucking lane. Shut the fuck up when it's time to shut the fuck up. I done finally come to get the job done. Ain't another nigga that can double for me. You really need streets. Now we know I ain't playing any double trouble for me. Just need me. Just need me. You don't see I was really in the streets. We got that new shit that me and Tamekula. Put this on your Jeep. Jeep me. Yo, Snotty Drippin' really got a Jeep, man. This is the creepiest song ever. <laughs> hot fire. That hot fire in these streets. Alright, I'm not gonna play it again. <laughs> I, I really could. I really, right? <laughs> I really could. Should I am here for it? I really could play it again. I'm about to say, I'm down if you play it No, out. no, okay. I'm not going to do it to the audience. I'm not going to do it to you. I know y'all have had your feel. You sure? Because well, I can play this shit a hundred times. Because they, they, they sound like they're having a good time to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do you it. You sure? <laughs> no, I'm going to save it. We'll play it again tomorrow for Jesse. He probably hadn't even heard it. Okay, okay. Oh, well, you know Justin going to have a good time with this deal. Yeah. Um, a woman says uh, she gave her man a printout of his DMs for Christmas. Oh. Mm-hmm. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, I know you've been cheating on me. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I got a picture for it. I put it in the chat for everybody to see. But um, you, she took pictures of what she gave him. Um, 
uh i guess she's uh met him in the streets met him in the dms don't fucking cheat on casey aka at nest loving trey 247 she really likes trey songs because uh, she finds everything she put don't fucking cheat on me i find out everything and she did the emoji exclamation points oh shit yeah not the um not, not the clapping hands nothing like that <laughs> not the regular not the 100s ex- not the regular exclamation points that come with it the emoji exclamation point yeah just to get in case y'all didn't realize what was popping in these streets just meet her um and then she also took pictures of her man like opening his his gift and seeing you know the the pictures of everything like she put it in like a card and all this shit and then she took pictures of him and she put don't oh. don't fucking cheat on me i found out everything One fifty one a.m christmas casey claims of via a series of photos she discovered some incriminating twitter dms between her boyfriend and another woman proving he being unfaithful now do you know this means she had to find it and sit on this information until christmas print it out buy a card put it in the envelope and wait for him to open it instead of confronting him immediately she planned a little christmas surprise printed out the evidence wrapped it up and gave it to him as a present she thought he he thought he was getting gifts here nah here's what appears to be a steal from the video the moment the trap was sprung and it's him reading his own dms ah he know he did it although she shamed her cheating dude on snapchat and twitter she hasn't posted that video and all the evidence here could be fake pretty easily on the other hand casey has thirty-one thousand seven hundred tweets that proves she's a real person and the guy in the photo seems to have fessed up he he tweeted his name is at bugatti underscore boy underscore nest loving trade 24 7 could have mentioned me i would have gladly retweeted it and then uh crying laughing emoji and then a skeleton emoji uh skull emoji even if it's not real such a satisfying tale of revenge that thirteen thousand people have retweeted uh the, the story that's pretty crazy mm-hmm. you better not give me no shit like that on christmas anytime what? uh no nah, no nah, you can do it on valentine's day that's acceptable but christmas no. you must be out your mind how about on your birthday huh how about on your birthday fuck it yeah my birthday is fine as well but come on um dancers who sued club jaguar over wages uh agreed to a 2.3 million dollar settlement strippers getting paid man like all these clubs trying to pull this thing were like oh you're not really a um employee we don't have to pay your hourly wage you better pay the women well they're performing a service over 190 women who spent some time dancing in the all-new northwest dallas strip club uh settled got a signed settlement worth of 2.3 million dollars minus a sizable chunk of attorney's fees Mm-hmm. The small pile of money is the result of a three-year legal battle over that age-old question. Are strippers full-time employees deserving of proper wages or just part-time transients? They're a full-time employee. I don't give a fuck what you do. If I come and perform services, motherfucker pay me. Independent contractors dancing for tips. The Dallas case uh, involved a strip club off of Royal Lane and Stimmons Freeway that the city of Dallas is now trying to close altogether. It ended like most of the lawsuits filed over strip club wages in recent years. 
with the dancers collecting the settlement in the millions but the club continuing to conduct business as usual the clubs are losing these lawsuits all over the country says he's an attorney galvin kennedy who filed the initial lawsuit good. but they keep doing the same thing nevertheless he says the settlement is good news for these ladies in october 2011 three women erica jones crystal winter and salisha brooks guess the race sued the statewide chain jaguars gold club its owner dallas-based brian foster the chain was sold but foster continues to operate the single jalous single jaguars dallas on stimmons the women who danced for tips shared with djs and uh house moms and managers and had to pay just to get in the floor in the door wow wow and said they were employees working far more than 40 hours work weeks deserving of min- a minimum wage and overtime under the federal labor standard labor standards act fuck yeah over 40 hours a week i didn't know strippers worked that long yeah they work long hours man you get that like 700th lap dance of the week it's got to not have the same enthusiasm as day one right and and the thing about it though and and like i said it's just me being a woman you got them in heels like like it's you doing a lot to your body to do that and fuck yeah pay them women Mm-hmm. Um, pay them women for their services the initial complainant um refused to compensate them how, whatsoever for any hours work Plaintiffs only compensated conversation is in the form of tips from club patrons. Moreover, plaintiffs are required to divide their tips with the club and other employees who do not customarily receive tips. So How not only that? so you have to pay to come in there to strip. Right. Then when you do get tips, you can't keep all of them because you have to give the club some money, some more money. And you have to give employees that work like register and counter and waitresses money too how is that motherfucking possible no don't the club need to be paying these people for their goddamn job because if i'm a contractor how, why am i paying everybody else to be there jaguars like most strip clubs disagreed in insisting that they were no lo- more than a contract laborers said jaguars attorney that the dancers were permitted to perform under various forms of agreement with various entities and they claim no performer was required or did performance in excess of 40 hours per week I don't believe that. Almost immediately after three women filed their suit, things got ugly. According to an emergency motion filed in December 2011, Jaguars owners told Dancers to sign a contract that waived their right to join this lawsuit, lest they lose their spot on the main stage. When one of the entertainers, Claudia Reed, refused to sign the document, uh, uh, says the document filed in federal court, defendants made good on their threats and fired her on the spot. But Dancers, current and former, did join the lawsuit in January 2013. It was certified as a collective action pitted against 200 women, including one house mom against Jaguars. Some of the dancers would eventually drop out for unspecified reasons. Over several months, dancers came forward to tell the same story. Not only were they not getting properly paid, but they had to pay a fee to the clubs for each shift they worked. Shit. Mm-hmm. In April 2013, the dancers and club owners decided it was better to settle than fight and spent the next year hashing out an agreement. Court records show they came to a dollar amount in April 2.3 million to be deposited into the settlement fund and divvied up based on the number of weeks each dancer spent at Jaguars. Ramirez signed off on the settlement last month with the recommendation that the dancer's attorney collect 30% in fees. They wanted 40%. On Christmas Eve, U.S. District Judge Reed O'Connor signed the final judgment and awarded the attorneys 33.3% in fees. His signature closed the case. So let's see. Uh, I wonder what the math is on that. If they get two point three million, they still gonna get a little and chunk. And then, yeah, but then it's gonna be the, the then the lawyers get a third of that. They get seven hundred sixty thousand of that mm-hmm. shit. These um, niggas wanted forty. Not bad work, and you didn't have to take off 
G-string one. Right. And the result is a familiar one. Last month, federal judge in New York told 1,900 women who worked at Rick's Cabaret in Manhattan that they would be able to split $10 million. While dancers in Springfield, Massachusetts strip club were awarded $1.8 million put into a settlement fund. In October, a Nevada judge ruled that strippers are employees, not contractors, echoing right. what another judge in New York said in October 2013 when fighting against Texas-based Ricks. Kennedy has closed uh, close to two dozen similar cases going at this very moment. We're fighting a good fight, says Kennedy, but the clubs refuse to change their practices to comply with the law. Yeah, I mean, they probably figure we'll just pay them on the back end after years of lawsuit and then we'll settle. Rather than, you know, pay him up, up front to, to, to do the job. And how, how, maybe because I don't understand law. How is it legal? I'm a performer. I'm, I, I work for your club. I have to pay to get into the club. I'm paying motherfuckers. You're supposed to be paying hourly wage and I'm tipping them off of my money. I'm paying you and I'm shaking my motherfucking ass. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. I ain't putting no high heels and G-strings and shaking my ass and, and, and showing my nipples to divide it up with the fucking bartender. Fuck you. No. Twisting and doing tricks on the pole and I'm dividing them up with motherfuckers. No. Yeah. Not me. I don't blame them. Pay them women. Pay them. Jaguars attorney um, uh, Roger Albright did not return phone calls left last week and could not be reached today. But in an interview with the Dallas Observer in December 2011, uh, he called the attorneys for the strippers, ambulance chasers, who were convincing these poor dancers that this is the wave of the future. Yeah, I'm glad you lost, bitch. How about that? Right. Come up off some of your money. Right. Once they hear what it's like for an employee, that they get scheduled, that they have to give up their tips to the house because that's the house's money. The amount of money it costs the dancers is definitely terrifying the dancers, Foster said. Once the rubber hits the road, they're... Running to the hills, the one, the woman who he said are all be, the women, the women he said are all being trapped and lured into the promises of thousands and thousands of dollars. Lawyers make hundreds of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and the dancers make peanuts. In this case, Kennedy and other attorneys representing the dancers will pocket seven thousand five hundred, wait, seventy, seven hundred fifty nine thousand dollars, leaving one hundred eighty two women to divvy up the remaining one point five four million. Meanwhile, Jaguars have has a new legal issue which to with which to contend. Dallas City attorneys are trying to shutter and seize the club following the arrest and indictment of fifteen people alleged to have been selling drugs out of there. The club is appealing the city's attempt to revoke this sexually oriented business license, and on Tuesday, Albright filed a response to the city's lawsuit insisting Jaguars does not knowingly tolerate habitual criminal activity on the property. I don't believe that. Other than stealing from strippers. Right. I don't believe you. Yeah, so I'm glad they got their money, though. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm glad they got their money. Yeah, I mean, you ain't going to part. Check your ass for free. No, thank you. You ain't going to part a stripper from their money too easy. No, no. Uh, that congressman who a long time ago, there was a clip of him saying he would break a reporter in half for asking him questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on a balcony and shit. Um, and his name is Michael Grimm. Uh, he pled guilty to federal tax evasion today. Or the other day. He was indicted well, earlier this year on 20 counts, including charges of fraud, federal tax evasion, and perjury. Well, you won't be breaking nobody in half, will you? Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the indictment, the tax fraud began in 2007 after he retired from the FBI and began investigate, investing in a small Manhattan restaurant called Health Alicious. The indictment accused him of underreporting more than a million dollars in wages 
and receipts to avoid pay to evade payroll income and sales taxes Damn. partly by paying immigrant workers some of them in the country illegally in cash the case stemmed from an investigation of Grimm's campaign finance, and he was never charged with any offense related to his campaign. But a woman romantically leaked, uh, linked to him pleaded guilty in September to lining up straw donors for his 2010 run. He famously threatened to throw a reporter over a balcony on live TV, and apparently the New York congressman, uh, he, he sets teenage loins on fire. Oh. Here's a clip of him threatening that. Not anything that's off topic. This is only about the president. Well, what about? Thank you. All right. So Congressman Michael Grimm does not want to talk about uh, some of the the allegations uh, concerning his campaign finances. We wanted to get him on camera on that, but he, uh, as you saw, refused to talk about that. Back to you. Why? Let me be clear. Yes, yes. Oh shit! I just wanted to ask you. So this is all happening while the camera's still rolling, but he thinks the camera's off and he approaches the guy as soon as he gets off mic and he's like right over there, right in his face. You can barely make it out. He said, I will break you in half. Um, I'll throw you over this balcony. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, good riddance. Bye. You know, I'm like, yeah, see you in prison there, bro. Want to be a thug? You got elected to be, you know, yeah, your elected a, official. Yeah, it's only one rule as fuck, and you ain't him. Yeah, you tried to meet that dude in Temecula. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Collins, the actor from Seventh Heaven, issued an emotional apology to the victims and says he was sexually harassed as a teenager mm, is this supposed to excuse your behavior um i guess according to him it's uh you know he, he feels like we need to let it go karen he apologized i know that'd be a shit. he was like whoof thank god and he was uh he was well shit he's better than cause he actually addressed it and admitted to some stuff now later on he did admit he did go back on some stuff like i'm not a pedophile i'm like i don't know you uh you mess with two girls ages 10 and 15 um i don't know what you think that is but um that that ain't um that ain't exactly consensual Mm -hmm. it's uh bordering on uh what we like to call a a statutory Mm -hmm. mr collins but yeah, he tried to, he was like, yeah, I'm not a pedophile or nothing. Um, it's like, uh, do you know what? Did you look that up first? You might want to look this up. Mm-mm. Um, he said, uh, instead of a pedophile, he suffers from ex, ex, exhibitionistic urges and big boundary issues. Yeah, like the boundary of the law and age. <laughs> you know, pedophile shit. Um, does K Michelle go with Idris Elba or did she used to? Cause she thinks she used to. Mm-mm. Baby, he just fucked you, honey. So they did have sex? Cause I've never seen a picture of them together. I, now I believe they fucked. I, you do believe this? So you, 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 now why do you believe this? Have you seen mm-hmm. something with them talking or something? Cause. No. I've heard her talk about it in interviews. I've never even seen it and he's never acknowledged it. Why, why would he? Why would he? I mean, because she's famous quote unquote and he's famous i mean why wouldn't he 
if it's true i mean wow whoa is that shaming you know i guess to some people that might be but i don't i don't know i don't know why he wouldn't just be like yeah i used to for day day k michelle yeah i don't think he ever dated her no but i just uh hold on let me get to the minute mark where she got upset yeah man i love that her album of course anybody want to buy a heart to talk about you shake it off then and <laughs> you better yeah. shake it off he really has no choice wow. so um within the past week i have not you know um spoke to him about it and Wait, um i don't think it's a snitching on him because he does you know when you listen to how you sing a song mm-hmm. Do you have? Do you get in the studio and you go like, okay, let me remember what those feelings were, and then that's how you sing. I'm normally or it's just, it's in natural. those feelings. You're in them when yeah. you write it, when you when you sing them. Yeah, this album, I did that at the at the beginning of you know the breakup situation. It was at the beginning, of like the maybe I should call record. Right. That was like maybe I should call. You know. Yeah. So no, I don't. It's really where I'm at that day. Yeah. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. I mean, this is all news. I mean, I mean, I think people knew. People kind of hinted to it, you know, through our musical and everything. Yeah. And you know, but you had every I opportunity finally, on just, those shows to say something. Yeah, but you really didn't. yeah, I didn't. And um, I- right, you film a reality show about your life. Dating Idris Elba would probably be the biggest episode. Biggest reveal on the show. Why wouldn't you have said it? You know, Mona was like, "Bitch." I don't believe it. I don't even think Mona was mad. I don't think Mona was like, no, no, she, I mean, if she go lying again. <laughs> I mean, if it was true, G, you're like, well, we could have had him on the show. Yeah. I, I mean, Mona would have definitely been like, enough of this other bullshit. Nobody cares about you buying a car. Right. I don't think it's a snitching on him because he doesn't right. really hide it. Like, right. it's it's just, it's what I went through, and that's my life, and yeah. that's my art. And um, it is what it is. Like, when they start to, you know, poke, I didn't lie. So, you know, how has Idris responded to the album? Has he? Um, he sent me an email said it was art, and he's been, you know, he said that it's come to this. Mm. Wow. wow. And, um, yeah, so. Did he say anything about me? No. no. In the email? No, no mention. I'm married and happy. I'm just asking Doubt if he yeah. mentioned you know, me. And a lot of the things, you know, is, you know, we keep certain things like you know with us it's still private it's still what it is but he knows with my music i'm like a black taylor swift i'm gonna write about you, you go. and i'm gonna talk about you shake it off then and <laughs> you gotta yeah. shake it off he really has no choice wow. so um within the past week i've not you know um spoke to him about it and i'm sure he's you know a little bothered but my thing is i feel like i've protected you for so long wow. these are my emotions that i Let's deserve go. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to protect myself and I have to, you know, deal yeah. with my emotions. You and, you know, I love them and always will. So. Miss you goodbye. K. Michelle. Check this out, y'all. Wow. You know what? Wow. Now that you've put it all in perspective, it's sad. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, because I've. I used to play it, you know, I have my sad. wife listen to this one. Yeah, sad. By the way, he has a kid on the way with some other woman, so. Um, right. I guess she's exposing that if they were together, she's exposing he was cheating, so maybe that's why he would keep it quiet. I don't know. You know, and, and now we yeah. put it in perspective. It's like, okay, that, that's that's tough to get through, I guess. And you got to get to tell your part of the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a... Um, you know, it's not a hate thing, and um, we don't hate each other. It's right. a timing. Yeah. It's a timing thing, you know? Right. When when you decided 
that, you know, because obviously when you go in the studio, okay, it's okay. okay. All right. So she started crying. All right, we're going to come back. She started crying and she left the interview. Um, Kimmy Shell's a little upset, so we'll um, we'll come back and, and talk with her in a minute. Okay? Stay right there. I just right. picture K. Michelle cussing Idris out and talking bad about his accent and shit. But, of course. Um, but yeah, she swear they was together, man. They in love. They was in love, according to her. No, not that I don't believe. Sound like she was, uh, at minimum, I mean, at most, some, to him, some, some type of possible side chick, maybe. That's why I, I believe that. Yes, you know? I believe that. Yeah, that's the problem with a lot of these girls these days, man. Like, they need to get a little bit more um information karen they need a little bit more yeah, side advice chicks just can't be a side chick and be happy being that huh yeah they need to learn like the how rules. how do you go about getting a baller karen you know what i mean like you need to learn the rules I'll tell you who knows how to get a baller. Balleralert.com, Karen. Yes, they all over it. The latest blog post, How to Land a Baller, Part 1, posted by Official Groupie. Oh, shit. shit. Not Part 1. Oh, we're going to do Part We know we got to go Part 2 then. I know many of you are still looking for a baller, but for some of you, it's a goal of yours to hit the jackpot. If that's you, then read on. You are trying like (laughs) a... You are trying like a bat out of hell to land that baller you've been eyeing. Oh, Lord. But, Houston, we have a problem. Oh, we do? The techniques that you're using are not working. You've read articles on Baller Alert to no help to you and still no luck. You try you try the pointers, but still no come up. So you're asking yourself, what else can I do to land a baller? You've read the success stories of random chicks landing ballers, and you ask yourself, what am I doing wrong? Well, ladies, if you have tried it all and you're still at ground zero, you may want to take a different route. I've been noticing some things lately. I've always It's always been there, but I've never really paid any attention to it until recently. I know y'all can relate to the following situations. Oh, snap. One. You read an article about professional athlete Joe dating skank-ass Carla. <laughs> the first thing out your mouth is, he's so dumb, he is stupid. Why his, why his is dating her? Uh, why is he dating her? There's some spelling errors, guys, okay? Uh, two, you read another article, you read another article about professional athlete Jack smoking weed, hiring a hitman, driving on a motorcycle with three loaded guns, drinking and driving and shooting. Drinking and driving, shooting himself, killing dogs, driving 60 miles an hour in a school zone, <laughs> carrying a loaded weapon to the courthouse where he is appearing in front of a judge for unlawfully carrying a loaded weapon on an airplane, etc. Okay, I made up the last few, but please feel free to add others. There are so many to <laughs> name. All you can say is dumbass. Who is that stupid? Well, ladies, I know it may be a bit shocking to, for me to advise, but this is the exact type of baller you want to date. 
oh shit see the smarter ones are the one onto your gold digging groupie ass the smart ones can smell your money hungry ass a mile away they know your game and your next move you're in a no-win situation i know you want a man who can have an intelligent conversation with you you really want someone who can philosophize about newton's laws of motion preferably sexy and smart and equal ideal man but those mofos are on to you <laughs> <laughs> they can sniff you out so you need to switch your game up you might want to be uh go after the dumb ones you knew you know the ones that can barely speak well in the interview oh lord yes bitch him <laughs> 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 write his name down google him start to focus on the ones who have criminal records many baby mamas and plenty of kids and have advisors i.e cousins homeboys that handle their business and slash money they'll be easy to recognize because they always look lost and slow he barely makes eye contact. He got a short attention span, easily gets distracted. He got to think about words he want to use before he speaks and still mispronounce those words. He does dumb, he does stupid dumb shit right in front of you. Yeah, him. See, they are not that bright. You can run all sorts of game on them and they will have no idea. They are not smart enough to catch on to your motives. They have no clue. Many bras have been sleeping on these dudes and passing them up because their dumbness is unattractive to them. Because of that, ladies, there are plenty of dumbass jocks to choose from. In conclusion, if you really want to lay you a baller and the things you're doing are not working, change lanes, exit left, go after the dumb ones. They will never see you coming anyways. Disclaimer. For the ones who can land a baller, this article is not for you. So don't reply and post shit like, I didn't have to do all that to get my baller, bitch. I ain't talking to you. This <laughs> is This is for the ones who... One, really want to land a ball and will try anything to get him. And two, need extra help. They've, they have tried it all and they need someone, something else to help them. Uh, next week, vlog, how to land a ball part two. You know, we got to cover part two, right? Of course, can oh, Okay. Of course. Um, now they do have comments. Just me says, this is so funny, but at the same time, happy hunting, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> baby doll says the dumb ones have the most drama which was pointed out in this article why would anyone want that lol desperate ones i guess busy signal aka spicy says i like the disclaimer laugh my ass off <laughs> comment miss ashley Banks says oh my lord i had the serious lol at this it's true but i love how you put it down for us to read oh geez it's funny because it's true sunshine jones says laugh my ass off Denise says, oh, Lord, this paragraph had me rolling. Uh, she's talking about the one about the how they do dumb shit right in front of you. Right. Golden Child said, this is hilarious but true, LOL. Moving in silence says, oh, my God, I laugh myself to tears. Damn Straight says, LOL. Busy Signal, a.k.a. Spicy says, laugh my ass off at Hotter. Forget ESPN. How about the 6 o'clock news or Twitter? <laughs> Trying to find the stupid ones. It's a good way to find Paul George. He's yeah. stupid on Twitter. Have a good time. Uh, laugh my ass off. OG never fails to make me laugh, says Black Celebrity Taunt. This is too funny, says Sexy J. Bitch Pudding says, roll, my, roll on the floor, laugh my ass off. You know the ones who can barely speak well in the interview. Yes, bitch him. Thanks for this one. Great read to start my morning. Jazz says, this is so true, but it makes me think. Do these type of women need money that bad? Official groupie replied, at Jazz. There are plenty of women out there that really want to baller. Just some just want to be a jump off slash groupie. I know some who just want to fuck a baller just to fuck them. I know some who will fuck a baller just to prove to his wife 
that they can get their man i know some who are infatuated with the lifestyle i know some who really want to have a baller's baby or too many Ooh. reasons to name something is not always about sometimes it's not always about the money it's about the lifestyle status and bragging rights it's just crazy chicks ask me so i tell them what i think then post it as a blog on ball alert lol there are plenty of chicks out here like this all the groupie blogs actually describe chicks that i know it wasn't made up i just wrote the their traits and added some humor lol this blog was based on a real conversation that i had with people yes Ooh. more than one person who do you hang around baby now, our girl is back ccd is working on a baller for she yes and, uh, you know that's my bae she says at official group you are still a fool though laughing my fucking ass off oh this was hilarious but please y'all before you start having babies with these mofos think of the children lol with daddy just done please get them hooked on phonics or something asap <laughs> ah denise said this shit is hilarious she she shelly says Start to focus on the ones with criminal record. Oh, wait. Did she say, oh, my freaking gosh, I'm done with you. Laugh my ass off. These posts kill me. I love it. Laugh my ass off, said Chastity Janae. Uh, let's see. We got one more page of comments. Let's see what they say. LOL. Marissa Taylor said, I guess desperate times call for desperate measures. LOL. Oh, Lord. Tawny Baby said, Tony Baby says, too funny. Queen Sam says, this is effing jokes, but so true. Uh, this article makes sense. Article had me rolling, especially professional athlete Jack. This is the truth. Takes notes. LOL says two bodies. So she about to get on this. She having trouble. Right. And this is funny, but true says Blue Jones. So there you go, guys. All right. Um, WBFF, a news station, Fox 45, has had to apologize for a misleading edit of a videotape of a protest chant. Um, the, okay, they took the video down. Well, they apologized Monday night online on air for misleadingly editing and airing a video Sunday of a protest march to make it seem like protesters were chanting kill a cop. And they thought that was okay? Who what, approved this? What the marchers were actually chanting in response to the, the lead of a Baltimore woman, Tawanda Jones, uh, was, we won't stop, we won't, we can't stop till killer cops are in cell blocks. That's a different meaning and representation of what Jones and the marchers were saying. Jones appeared on the 5.30 p.m. Fox 45 News where anchorman Jeff Barnes apologized to her on behalf of the station. Hey, Jones, yes, Karen? Do you think they was hearing that Beyonce? Yeah, they must have been hearing the Beyonce. They couldn't make out the words. Right, okay. Just wanted to be sure. Yep. They are edited in the protests in the video were part of a Justice for All rally uh, last week called in reaction to the deaths of Eric Garner in New York and Michael Brown in Ferguson. Sinclair-owned Fox affiliate aired the misleading video in the wake of the news of two New York City police officers being murdered by a gunman from Baltimore. Now, you know this is personal. This is uh, purposeful. There's no way you made this mistake. It wasn't a mistake to edit the footage. Anyone that would have saw the whole clip would have, even just the whole sentence would have been like, yeah, they're saying uh, we won't stop till killer cops are in cell blocks. But you purposely went and said, killer cop, killer cop, killer cop. It just put it over and over to make it sound like they said they want to kill the cops. Right. And right after two police officers died, 
so many people have just been using these officers lives that their deaths as a way to just put a wedge further into the community correct yeah they and called it an error this wasn't an error it no, was an error wasn't. in judgment right but it wasn't a it wasn't a mistake you make it sound like it, uh, whoops no it wasn't whoops you did this and thought sit back rub my hands together like Birdman. of course and you thought about with everybody with their own smartphones and shit of, there's, of course they're gonna be contradicting videos to what you're airing mm-hmm. come on so a hundred oh yeah a hundred yeah um that's just amazing i'm just going back through some old articles that's why i'm catching up on this um sierra leone bans christmas parties amid ebola so no christmas parties we can't party because ebola Alice Mark and her family are celebrating Christmas the way they used to. The deadly Ebola epidemic in Sierra Leone means no festive parties at the beach. No carolers singing at night. Authorities this year have banned any activities that could further spread the highly contagious virus. Now blaming, now blamed for killing more than 7,000 people in West Africa over the past year. We will stay home. We'll stay at home glued to our radio and television sets for broadcasts of Christian services and prayers for the country especially for the speedy end to the deadly Ebola disease earlier in the new year, uh, early in the new year. Faith is important in this country with a sizable Christian population still recovering from a brutal civil war that ended more than a decade ago. It's not uncommon to see biblical verses painted on public transportation bus, uh, buses. Now Ebola is spreading fastest in Sierra Leone's Western areas, which includes the capital of Freetown is believed more than half of all new cases come from this part of the country. Authorities fear those infected but not yet symptomatic could unwittingly spread it to other parts of the country if people travel to their rural hometowns as common as is common over the Christmas holidays. So no gathering for Christmas. Mm. No Christmas in Sierra Leone. Not for you. Crazy. I can't I mean I can't even imagine something that like attack people get freaked out in America if like one person gets sick. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> like if you actually had a bunch of people get sick shit uh egypt of course banned exodus from showing uh there uh as a country oh um, the whole country was like no yeah they said uh you cannot watch really scott's exodus and they finally revealed why it said it distorts uh it distorts egypt's history and presents a racist image of jews the culture ministry explained this decision for the first time in a statement issued a few days after the ban was announced. It said the film put forth a reading of Egypt's history that is odd with the story of at odds with the story of Moses told by the world's monotheistic religions. Egypt is a conservative country with a Muslim majority and a sizable Christian minority. Censors objected to the intentional gross historical fallacies that offered Egypt and its uh pharaonic uh I guess like pharaoh Nick uh ancient history and yet another attempt to judaize egyptian civilization which confirms the international zionist fingerprints all over the film um the ministry said the movie inaccurately depicts ancient egyptians as savages who kill and hang jews arguing that hanging did not exist in ancient egypt it said the film also presents a racist exist yeah, I guess they didn't hang people and nooses and shit. That wasn't how they used to kill people. Oh, okay. It said the film also re- presents a racist depiction of Jews as a people who mounted an armed rebellion. 
the ministry said religious scriptures present jews as weak and oppressed yeah and i you know not i mean that is true that you know the what we were told about the jews wasn't that they you know waged some war Correct. to get freedom for egypt you Correct. know the statement also objected to the depiction of god as a child which also drew criticism in the west the ministry said it has convened two committees one of the sense one of censors and one of archaeologists to review the film the committee of archaeologists agreed with the decision to ban the film because it showed a false and wrong mental image of egypt's history artistic works dealing with the religion are often banned in the muslim world because religious scholars argue that the depiction of the prophets is unacceptable such works are also often at odds with the Islamic portrayal of biblical prophets, which itself often diverges from the portrayal of Judaism and Christianity. According to Islam, for example, Jesus was not crucified and the prophet Abraham was ordered to sacrifice Ishmael, not Isaac. Noah, another Hollywood biblical epic, was banned in Egypt and much of the Muslim world due to its depiction of prophets and fears it would offend viewers. Perceived insults to Islam have in the past sparked protests and deadly violence. Muslim countries have also censored movies over graphic sex scenes and portrayals of homosexuality. The United Arab Emirates also decided to ban Exodus Gods of King Jamal Al-Liam of the National Media Council told the Associated Press the movie contained historical and religious errors that are not in the Islam or in the Bible. We respect all religions, not just Islam. I mean, you know, to me it's like couldn't happen to a a better person, you know, even if it's not for necessarily the best reasons. True. Um because really Scott didn't give a fuck. Right. Or I could put Muhammad so and so in it. I mean, I was like, dude, you don't even give a fuck. You just think it's funny. Um, all right. Let's uh play one more thing and then we'll um we'll we'll get into uh matter of fact, let's just get into our games. Let's get into some guest race. Okay. Um. Now it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. That's right, it's time for guest race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants this time the chat room to guess the race. And the chat room's racist. All right. Okay. Um, Did you want them to pick a number or are you going to do it? No, nah, it's this guess the race, not fucking with black people. I pick. Oh, my bad. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, a stolen $50,000 blue dog listing on Craigslist lands hapless New Orleans art peddlers in jail. A scheme oh. to sell a $50,000 George Rodriguez original blue dog painting at a holiday bargain price on craigslist with instructions during negotiations not to contact the rodriguez rodriguez gallery ah! has landed two gentilly men in jail jared thomas 21 and jared uh Turvalon, 23 were arrested last week after authorities said the childhood friends tried to peddle stolen pieces of the late artist's work it was hardly a heist worth the jet-setting art thieves in the Thomas Crown Affair. Authorities said the men were dragged into a sting operation that ended when Thomas pulled out the five-figure, highly recognizable Rodriguez artwork out of the trunk of a Honda Civic. Oh. <laughs> hmm. 
fucking $30,000 painting out of a, the trunk of a vehicle. Uh, Thomas and Turbaline were each booked with possession of stolen property and connects to the theft of six blue dog pieces worth an estimated $75,000. Authorities say they recovered all the stolen artwork, including the hearts motif mixed media blue dog original valued at $50,000. Um, these, these motherfuckers must have just like watched a art thief movie and was like, mm-hmm, we got this. I seen trance. Right. Just don't contact Onus. Uh, now, mostly I watched it for the full frontal of Rosario Dawson, but I think I picked up some hints about stealing shit too. Um, <laughs> the men offered the piece on Craigslist. It's worth 50000 now. They, they offered the piece for $5,500. No questions answered. No, no questions asked. Um, but questions were asked. According to sources familiar right. with the investigation, the prospective buyer already wary when the Craigslist seller quickly came off his original $15,000 list price. <laughs> so first they said 15000 then they was like, mm, I don't know, man. This seems fishy. Okay, fit 5500 Uh they Damn. Grew, they grew got their crackhead prices. We mm-hmm. just trying to sell it to you. It was it got those crazy insane prices. Right. Uh the person grew more su- uh suspicious when the seller advised him not to contact the studio. Right. The French Quarter Gallery. Um Find where the majority of blue dog pieces are displayed and sold. Wow. The would be buyer called the gallery to ask about the painting's legitimacy, where the gallery discovered the pieces were missing from its inventory. The New Orleans police were called and, and a fictitious buy was set up in cooperation with the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. The seller wanted to make the exchange of the parking lot of Clearview Shopping Center in Metairie uh, and became even more enthusiastic when a second buyer, an undercover JPSO detective, contacted him with a higher offer to bring 6000 in cash for the piece. Colonel John Fortunato. And they were too dumb to think something was up. When Thomas arrived to the meeting place the night of December 10th and pulled the stolen artwork from the trunk of his 2012 Honda Civic, detectives converged and made the first arrest in the case. The second arrest didn't take long. According to an NOPD search warrant application, Thomas identified Turbalon, described in the report as a childhood friend, as a co-conspirator from whom he had received the artwork. He told police, according to the report, they, the two had agreed to split the proceeds from its sale. Thomas told investigators he did not know the artwork was stolen, that he believed Turbaline was authorized to possess the painting based on his affiliation with his grandfather's business. Investigators said they learned uh, Turbaline had access to the artwork while working for his grandfather, Eldridge Turbaline, an independent contractor who was done custom framing work for the Rodriguez studio in New Orleans and Lafayette for more than 20 years. Wow, fucked up his granddad's business. Right. According to the court documents, Thomas told investigators he had sold a blue dog print for Jared Tavalon months earlier, splitting the proceeds with him. Thomas also let detectives search his phone, warrants say. Investigators say they found a text message from Turv, quote unquote Turv, indicating plans to bring five more paintings or prints from Lafayette for Thomas to sell. A task force of police and sheriff's deputies from Orleans and Jefferson parishes uh, executed a search warrant December 11th, uh, 1130 on Eldridge Terrelline's home. During that search, according to the arrest report, Jared Terrelline admitted to investigators that the stolen artwork in question were being concealed inside his grandfather's van parked in the driveway and that he had put them there without his grandfather's knowledge with the intent to sell them illegally. 
Oh my goodness! I'll say his grandfather. I want to kill his ass. The five blue dog works were valued at five thousand dollars a piece. They're recovered from the van. All artwork was recovered undamaged. We're grateful for the hard work of the police who worked tirelessly to find and return the stolen artwork, said Jockis, Jock Rodriguez, the artist's son and executive director of the George Rodriguez Foundation of the Arts. Man. Uh, so, uh, guess the race of Jared, what are their names? Jared Thomas and Jared Turvalon. Uh, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Blue dog for that blue meth, white says what kind of finest. Art theft, white as their wine. Oh. Stolen art equals white. Nepotism strikes again, white. Weren't paintings of Biggie or Tupac? White. <laughs> <laughs> Body buyer says Leonard Brothers. White, white, Creole, and Cajun says William. Um, white says Monkey Blood. Uh, the correct answer is. Yeah. And you all missed it. Black. Suck it all in. Wow. I'd I'd have got that wrong too then. Mm Mm-hmm. Art thieves. Just. Watched the, they watched what uh, Ocean's Eleven or some shit, and they just was like, "We can do this." Man, got caught stealing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, let's talk about this guy. A forty-year-old man was killed by his dog on Christmas Day. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Old man in Portage, Indiana, found dead in his home, mauled to death by his pet pit bull. His family says the dog had been given bones for Christmas and add the dog had been acting aggressively and unpredictably recently. WGN's Eric Rung is in Hobart at the city's Humane Society and joins us now with more on this story. Eric. Good evening. The dog was taken to this Humane Society after the attack. The family has asked that the dog be euthanized, which happened today. Animal control officers had to use a taser to get the dog under control before they could get it into the truck to get over to the Humane Society here. The family is adamant, however, that they had never had any problems with this dog before. The day after Christmas was a somber one at this Portage, Indiana home that 40-year-old Eddie Cahill shared with Blanca Rodriguez and children as well as two 8-year-old pit bulls, Kilo and Fat Boy. He was a fantastic man. He would do anything for anybody, especially his kids and his family. And his dogs. And his dogs. His dogs was his life. Sadly, it was one of his dogs that took his life yesterday. Rodriguez had been spending Christmas with her family and left Cahill alone with the dogs. When she got back sometime after 5, she found Fat Boy with blood on his mouth and Cahill dead in the living room, covered in dog bites. The two had given the dog bones for Christmas. Maybe he might have been playing uh, keep away with them because we would do that. And like I said, it might have just been a freak accident because the dogs weren't like that at all. 
Rodriguez emphasized over and over again this afternoon they had never had any problems with the 85-pound pit bull named Fat Boy in the past. But in the police report, she tells the responding officer she had warned Cahill to euthanize the dog because the dog was extremely aggressive and unpredictable. Today, she says that's just not true. They were playful with their family. We were just playing with them with their bones as well, chasing them back and forth. And one slept with the girls and one slept with me and my husband. After the attack, animal control officers used a taser to get the dog under control. Once they did, they brought him here. The director told me they had had problems with the dog before but couldn't recall the exact issue. The family was here this afternoon to say their goodbyes to Fat Boy. I don't want people to think bad of pit bulls. I definitely don't. It's a freak accident. Our dogs, he loved our dogs. Regardless of what snapped in Fat Boy or what led up to the attack, the bottom line is this family lost a man who was known as a husband, father, and grandfather, as well as one of their best friends. He's going to go with his dad to his resting place. He will be cremated and he will be buried with his father. Right now, it doesn't appear as if any charges will be filed in this case. Portage Police just calling it a death investigation. We are live in Northwest Indiana. I'm Eric Rung, WGN News. All right, guys. Guess the race of the dog. Ha <laughs> ha! See what they say in the chat room. Let me go in here. The dog was mad that he caught him in bed with his girl, white Latino. The dog was white Latino. Hmm. Whiter than kill face from Frisky. The dog, y'all. Some of y'all are naming the, the guy who was killed. That's the victim of the crime. I want to know the crime. Uh the, the the criminal. The dog. The murderer. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. Let's see. Black dog had enough time. Had enough of the white devil. Mm. Oh Lord. Black dog, white man. Pit bull, black. All right, those are the only people that know how to follow instructions, so we'll just read theirs. And the correct answer is the dog was black. <laughs> Congratulations, everybody. You got it right. Yeah, I think you messed people up. Uh, well, that's their fault. I mean, you got to pay attention. It's not always about the person to get killed. Uh, you know, the dog looked a little Puerto Rican-y. Uh, but uh somebody said the dog drove all the way to to mecca black me me gonna see one meet you in the streets um fort lauderdale florida oh florida a shoplifting suspect apparently out of options after being confronted by employees smeared poop in their faces oh marisol toribio 32 was arrested tuesday by police According to court documents, Toribio was caught stealing from Macy's, so she pulled some poop out of her pants and smeared it on the faces of the loss prevention employees who confronted her. She appeared in bond court Tuesday morning. She faces theft charges plus a charge of tampering with or fabricating physical evidence. There's no poop charges? Charge? That's my thing. Yeah. There's, there's no you wipe shit on me charge? I feel like that should be a part of the charges. Guess the race of Marisol Toribio. Yeah, that's a short one. Um, but yeah, I feel like you should have to like do something about that. That um, should be like, you know how it is in Florida. They got the law. Don't beat on old people. Right. Yeah. This is Florida. One who could wash her hands with her own backwater, Latino, Hispanic, Latina, 
white hispanic white i've been shit faced but this is on another level latino hispanic she crawled through worse than cross we crossing the border so that's what's the big deal uh <laughs> the water from her back gave her the runs for the 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 ammunition oh walking around with shite on deck latino nasty south of the border taco bell ground beef bitch hispanic nasty uh corn butt mexican <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know about it. What does that even mean? Correct? Oh, the answer I have is no Latino. She was Latino. <laughs> that one just caught me off guard. I was like, what the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I think some people missed it. <laughs> she was a Latino woman. She just, her face just looked like what shit you can't put shit on people uh bonus round you can't ma'am double the points and the race double the points and And the race that's right bonus round against the race double the points double the race let's see how everybody does um let's see here um here is one a uh, man killed his wife with a knife and an axe on christmas eve shit christmas was dangerous for a lot of folks wasn't it she must have been a ho 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 <laughs> rocks pennsylvania pennsylvania man has been charged with killing his wife with a knife and an axe on christmas eve dustin lee klopp what did he ask for it she must have asked for it karen <laughs> he, that was her present um dustin lee klopp that's the sound it makes when you ironically that's the sound it makes when the axe goes through your neck all right well he, your body hits the ground he he stuck he punched stephanie kell hefner well he did kill that hef for in the face causing her to fall on the floor and they cut her throat with a knife and stuck struck her head with the axe multiple times oh shit wednesday evening he put her body in a bag in the shed on their paradise township property and try to clean up the blood because he didn't want to spoil the surprise of santa's present Klopp is charged santa to slip on the blood when he was trying to deliver the presents mm-hmm. he's like i want milk and cookies not this Klopp is charged with criminal homicide abuse of a corpse and ev- evidence tampering and the death of kill Hefner, who was 34 authorities said Klopp called state police on christmas day and told them about the body and arrived at the state police barracks in Lancaster about an hour later. They said police found the body shortly after the phone call. LNP newspapers reported that before calling police, Klopp had taken the couple's two children to his parents' home to celebrate Christmas. One oh, more nobody, Christmas with the kids. Nobody questioned. Uh, where's, uh, where's your wife? Right. Oh, she couldn't make it. She's just all torn to pieces. Ah! <laughs> you know how it is. She's just all over the place these days. I swear, uh, she wouldn't know where to put it. She wouldn't know her find her head if it wasn't still attached to her body. And it's not. Uh. (laughs) Anyway, I got you guys something. What's in the box? What's in the box? Mm -hmm. I don't want nothing in that box. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know. What was the kids doing this whole incident? Sounds like he had her in the bag, so it was nothing for the kids to worry about. At all. 
uh district attorney craig stadman declined to say what the couple argued about and said he didn't know whether clop told anyone about his actions before he called the police he said homicide confessions usually are made by suspects who contend that they're acting in self-defense well you know what i wonder think she gave him some dms for christmas print it out mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some, some dick messages i seen you on instagram oh okay all right let me go let me i gonna ask you a few things about instagram too i can't think of another one like this nearly a day goes by we get a phone call before we even know there's a crime court documents don't listen to attorney for clop and a listed telephone number for him can't be found friday attorney Corey miller who represented clop in an unrelated case said he was surprised when he told the homicide they both seem to be very level-headed individuals. He never struck me as a violent individual. Well, he struck her as a violent individual several mm-hmm. times with an axe. Guess the race of Mr. Dustin Lee Klopp. Everybody, give it up for Dustin Lee Klopp coming to the stage. Um, let's check the chat room to see what they believe his, uh, his race is. Um, he really did catch a body about a week ago, white. Hey. Lizzie Borden's brother, White Edward Scissorhands. White people always misunderstand the rap lyrics. Chop that pussy up like Fright Night White. Oh. Here come the wit- white Whitey Claws. Here come Whitey Claws right down Cracker Ass Lane. Oh, Lord. Didn't enjoy reading his own cheating tweet and DMs as a gift, White. Carving that white meat, Caucasian, White, and White. Everybody guessed White, and guess what? You all were right. Mm hmm. Let me put his picture in the chat so you guys can see what it looks like after you kill your wife and just have a lovely Christmas. I mean, was this motherfucker playing Christmas carols and shit with his kids? Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Don't go in the garage! Sorry. I don't mean to yell to me. Now, back to... Don't ask where your mom's at. You she these, gone. Want these goddamn presents, don't you, boy? That's what you want. Um, let's see. So, we had the axe murderer on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I wonder when she was getting chopped. She was like, "But it's Christmas Eve, right?" Um, let's see. Uh, let's do another one. Uh, a woman and her boyfriend were accused of stealing two thousand dollars in Christmas decorations. Karen, oh, what they rob? Hobby Lobby? What's happening here? Two thousand dollars, like. Who house did they go to? Rick, the chiropractor. Apparently so. They must have hit him up, man. I know Doctor Rick like to like to set his house up nice. Oh wait, can they even hear this? Hold on. Nope, it's not gonna work. Hold on. What makes it do that? Uh, if the audio comes to the right channel, they can't hear it. So oh, okay. For some reason, uh, whoever set this video up, it only comes to the right channel. So I'll just read it. Okay. A married couple allegedly took the role of Grinch this Christmas season and stole Christmas displays from dozens of Colorado Spring families. Jeremy Llewellyn, 18, and his 42-year-old wife, Carrie Carly, were arrested December 19. 18 and 42. Wow, robbing the cradle. Police say they used the displays that they swiped to decorate their own yard. So they... They really stole, it really was some Grinch shit. They stole other people's Christmas decorations. You think folks ain't gonna notice that shit stolen and it's down to the goddamn street or Especially something? if you stole everybody's shit. Right. 
According to the arrest affidavit obtained by 11 News, a neighbor who had his own decoration stolen was driving around his neighborhood when he spotted a very familiar-looking Christmas display in the suspect's front yard. Police served a search warrant there and allegedly found in the words of one of the theft victims a decoration graveyard. Officers said that both the front and backyards of the home were filled with stolen lawn ornaments and Christmas decorations. What are they, are they just like atheist assholes or something? Like, why would they do this? The crime, you're obviously gonna get caught right because you stealing people's shit then sitting in your front yard going i stole your shit what you gonna do they stole two thousand dollars worth of decorations they admitted to it the papers say they got the, the papers didn't go on to say that when police asked Llewellyn about stealing from families he chuckled and he said he didn't care about who he affected when he stole from others the man accused of stealing christmas from others is still behind bars it's christmas morning of christmas morning his wife however has bonded out and spoke to 11 news eve uh christmas eve night she maintains that her husband acted alone so she threw him under the bus every morning he'd go out and walk at like two or three and then there was just more stuff in the yard i didn't know exactly where it all came from echoing well listen once y'all see the picture listen marrying her was a bad decision and it seems like he continued to make bad decisions what did he walk outside and go you're a mean one mr Mr. Grinch." i know uh echoing officer's account of the in the arrest affidavit she said her husband was equally glib when she confronted him he i guess still like thinks it's a game he doesn't seem to care really one way or another i asked him and he was like well this is my job and i'm like taking from unassuming people is your job when asked if her husband knew he allegedly hurt a lot of people carly said he didn't care it doesn't seem to affect him she said according to carly lee wallen also spent time in jail in november for stealing halloween decorations Oh, what are they doing now? The seasons—that's more of a trick than a treat, I say. Um, when Christmas decorations pop up in her yard, uh, uh, she said, um, "See, why wouldn't it raise suspicion then after seeing Christmas decorations pop up, knowing that he just did the shit in October?" Right. She said, "I just didn't want—I just didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't know if I called if I was going to get in trouble myself or not. You know, because it was in my yard." The couple faces felony theft charges, which Carly said she is going to fight. The stolen decorations have been returned to their rightful owners. Carly apologized to the victims. I'm very sorry this this happened. It shouldn't happen to anybody. I'm very sorry. I don't know what else I can do to make your Christmas feel any better, but I am truly sorry. Guess the race of Carrie Carly and uh, Jeremy Llewellyn. Both of them are the same race uh, in the chat room. Damn, they could have done like Rod and balled out at the dollar store white celebrated thanksgiving on christmas with their indian neighbors pilgrim descendants the ofe who stole christmas when christopher clone bust well, oh they christopher columbus those decorations white mary kay letourneau and her new boyfriend white oh. white people competitive about decorations white white dog fucking disease distributors jesus christ leonard brothers colorado springs white ah. columbus is white this this sound like white people the correct answer is, and y'all got it right, they were white. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that is a long, that is just the latest in a long line of bad decisions for that man right there. Right. He was 18, she was 42. Not just that, look at her. She looked like Jabba the Hutt, ate, <laughs> ate Pizza the Hutt. That is terrible. I mean, I mean, get what you can get, but I mean, 
she had to know that she was in over her head when that dude was like yes i will marry you she had to be like mm-hmm. you gonna make bad decisions because i'm a bad one. Oh, she was on that ball alert then mm-hmm. she know how to get her a baller and she got a stupid one so she must have been desperate right all right let's do the last thing before we get out of here karen of course it's time for sore ratchetness <laughs> This one takes us all the way to Johannesburg. A 16-year-old boy west uh, from Rudeport, west of Johannesburg, is being assessed by a panel of experts after he allegedly killed his grandmother with a sword. Oh. Local newspaper said in its website that the teenager was a, at the Bosasa Youth Development Center in Mogal City where he was being arrested. The pupil allegedly stabbed his 76-year-old grandmother with a sword on Monday. He was arrested at a friend's house in Georgina on Monday afternoon. The boy went to the friend's house after stabbing his grandmother in the neck and chest. The boy's sister locked herself in the room when he attacked his grandmother and the domestic worker fled the house. His friend told the record, both death and murder were fascinating concepts to my friend. He always spoke highly of assassins and serial killers and imagined himself as an assassin. Now, I didn't feel like telling anybody that shit because I wanted his, because apparently I, I'm a piece of shit too. I don't, who, why, why wouldn't you tell somebody? Right. He has access to swords and he dreams about killing people. You know, refer him to someone. The boy appeared briefly in court. His lawyer, Adil Lombat, said the court, next court date would depend on the outcome of the assessment and would be confirmed in the next week. He killed his grandmama. That's crazy, man. Took grandma out. Mm-hmm. I mean, just for what? Cause, cause you crazy, right? Um, here's another one before we get out of here. A rejected Romeo was uh. Oh wait, did we do this one? He was uh. He chased from his bed date's bedroom with a rapier pointed. Uh. Oh wait, no, nah, we definitely covered this guy. This is the guy that he tried to uh run up in uh this girl's uh apartment and her roommates chased him out with a sword um let's see um man second man found with sword on the same day in modesto uh california oh uh, wow just a few hours after a man with a samurai sword caused a scene behind a modesto city building on wednesday morning a second man with a sword uh on his belt was found well damn <sighs> honestly man it's spreading it's getting worse, guys. Mm-hmm. This is worse than slavery. Modesto police said the man was walking around with a sword on Prescott Road. The man was counseled and released, according to a, a tweet from Modesto Police Department. Of course, shout out to Nick Jew. The tweet also included some advice from the department. Hashtag leave your sword at home. So they got jokes on Twitter like it's funny. Earlier in the day, another man was taken into custody after a brief standoff, made threatening moves with a weapon while inside the bed of a pickup truck behind the Modesto Transportation Center. Police said the man, they found the man with the sword at 7 a.m. and began to negotiate with him. No one was injured in that case. Man. Pretty soon they're going to be in Temecula, Karen. Oof. And then they're going to have swords meeting them in Temecula. 
People in Temecula better be safe. I know. You never know what's going on out here. I know no people in Temecula going to be like, wow, all these people out here with their camera phones snapping pictures of our welcome sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all be careful. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with Justin. And you know how he does. Make sure y'all go to tweakedaudio.com. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, and put it called TVGWT and get all that, uh, that goodness. Mm-hmm. Karen, mm-hmm. until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah. my AK sound effect that. There we go. See y'all tomorrow.